morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the House That Happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, and again, voted the best dive bar in the GTA when we think it's one of the best dives in the world because when we're here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the insidious, idiotic, and perhaps sometimes intelligent things that go on in the world of sports. How was your week, buddy? Uh, not bad. Uh, you know, uh, I went to that Argos game on uh, Saturday. We'll talk oh, a little bit about we that. Will, we yeah. will discuss that. There's a lot of crazy things that went on this week in context of a lot of the sports, which we're going to try to get to. Um, I'm glad we're bringing up Formula One because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on oh, there. Yeah. But um, before we get started, um, I always had this thing, and maybe you can help me out with it. I was outside the other night, perhaps maybe indulging in something in a smoking, uh, create, what's that, uh, a smoking recreational theme? Sure. And we were outside, and I looked across at this dude, and he, I thought it was a Blue Jay cap, baseball cap. And I looked over, and it was an old-school logo on black with a white trim. It was one of the coolest baseball hats of Jays I've seen in a long time. That's cool. Oh, it was very cool. We so, got it once we get a video uh, feed. We guys will do an episode about like greatest uh, jerseys and that, caps okay. and all that. This is good. You're going right down my street. So, anyways, his buddy comes out. They they looked up the house that happens. They said they're going to check it out. We we're talking sports, and he had a really cool um, postseason Jays hat. Oh, nice. So he had to play Jay's hat. With a little uh, badge on the oh, side. Yeah, 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 the whole thing. That hat was really cool. And I said to them, you know what? I really like it when guys rock hats because they front the teams. And they said, what do you mean? And I go, all the people out there wearing hats, they don't even know what the hat is for. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, at that moment, another guy comes out with a badass, which I hate that team, Boston Red Sox hats oh, on. Yeah. And so the guy goes, let's just ask this guy. And I said, hey, man, are you a Red Sox fan? He goes, no, I just really like the hats. Yeah, there you go. That drives me crazy. Now, if girls oh, Especially do with, like, it, the Yankees Red Sox hats in this oh, city, you know, these, those guys oh, are posers. 100%. So I'm at the house that happens. We'll let the girls do it. Because my wife wears, I mean, she used to wear ball caps a lot. Just sure. take my nice ones. And I'd, I'd tell her, if someone asks you, this is what this team represents. Because I don't <laughs> want my girl not being, knowing what's going on. But it I really, like it. oh yeah, it drives me nuts <laughs> when I see people, they're just rocking their shit. Detroit Lions lately have driving me nuts. Oh no, man, it's just a really nice hat, don't you think? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I absolutely. No one says that about the Patriots hat because their logo sucks. But. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like people that, if you're going to rock a baseball hat, Show some support for the team. However, gets back to my other se segment, the marketing people must just love that. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Let's well, put out six well, merchandise different... Merchandise sales are like, hey, yes, you know, up. We don't know what they're wearing it for, but it yeah. looks good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, we bought my sister a Baltimore Orioles hat back in the day because she liked the birds, so... Okay, <laughs> but you know, like I said, I'm giving the, the, a lot of the women a... Um, a pass on this because I've seen girls that wear hat, baseball hats that go with their uniforms. Yeah. Which they have no idea what the team is, but it looks good with the outfit. So I'm going to sure. say, hey, if you're styling with the hat. But if you're a guy and you're out there rocking a hat in Toronto from some country I can't pronounce and you ain't representing them, fraud. Yep. Fraud. There's another little thing I was thinking about because it's American Thanksgiving this week. And you know how much I yes, love that because my beloved Detroit Lions are going to score a win on Thursday. But I was wondering, you know, and I was thinking the other day because we don't talk about it enough because a lot of people out there have nothing to do with sports. Okay? okay. We're sports fanatics. We get it. However, I was wondering if these non-sports people understood how many sports foundations are giving money back to communities that we don't even talk about. Such as? 
PGA Golf Tour, $65 million they gave to enhance uh, underprivileged children. Oh, wow. $65 million. The NFL pours how much money into the military? Oh, they. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then we have all the teams that have um, um, the cancer research days. Yep. So they're wearing the pink bats, the stuff to represent the people that they fought for and all of that. I just want to shout out to all of these organizations because I could get the pushback that, oh, it just becomes a business. Okay, I agree. And it, it probably employs a lot of people. But I think you should take the time if you don't like sports, when there's some kid that gets a make-a-wish, gets to meet uh, Patrick Mahomes or Connor McDavid, or some kid suddenly gets some kind of um, equipment that he needs at home because he's handicapped, or a uh, uh, family that's almost homeless gets some money mm -hmm. to do things. A lot of this money comes from the sports foundations. And I think sometimes we should shout out to them because of all the negativity that goes along with a lot of stuff. Right. We really should shout it out, don't yeah. you think? No, I agree. I actually had a huge argument with uh, my uncle <laughs> a few weeks ago about something like this, where he was saying that like sports teams should not take any part in like these social causes, which I, th I think that's absurd. I think if you are whatever, a sports team, sports organization, you should be involved in the community. Always. Yeah. And well, even, even whatever, during the game, if you want to do a military night, whatever night, I mean, go right ahead. Well, and the thing is, is like you're going to see a lot of kitchens open on Thursday all over America. So people could have turkey dinners and stuff. If, if nobody cared or nobody do anything, these people might not have had that one decent meal on right. Thanksgiving Day, so to speak. You know what I mean? I often say that um, I, I know it is a business of a sort, but please understand there's been a lot of people's lives that were enhanced because players and organizations have taken the time to give back to the community because everyone says, oh, they're overpaid, they're overblown. Mm -hmm. We say it sometimes. But the bottom line, anytime you have a foundation that's giving back to the community. Yeah, agreed. That's, that's, that's a big shot, to, a big shot to all of them. And uh, we'll discuss American Thanksgiving very, very soon. But I guess we should get to um, the meat of our show. And we should start off with a championship that the women's tennis team has brought home yes so uh the men have the davis cup and now the women have the billy jean cup this was the inaugural edition and you gotta love it obviously because canada wins the very first one led by uh, Layla annie fernandez so Wait. big congratulations to her big congratulations to our ladies in red of course well the thing about it is that uh, actually this tournament's been in the process of being like a 60-year invitational mm -hmm. they just changed the name to the billy jean king because uh, she's getting older. She was a great figure in tennis and stuff sure. like that. So they've changed it. But I've actually heard that this type of tournament's going on for about 50 years. I did not know about it. No, neither did I. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, too. Uh, but, I mean, I love where uh, the results ended up. Canada beat Italy 2-0 in the final. Sorry about your ancestors. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Canada, they, well, with Italy, let's not talk about uh, some of their other sports, particularly soccer. Okay. Because they're struggling uh, <laughs> to even qualify for the... We, we didn't qualify for the last few World Cups. Now we're struggling to qualify for the Euro, but... That's not good in Italy. No. I just want to shout out to Leila Fernandez, and I, I think her name is Maria Stakusic. Anyways, have you checked the... Uh, Eugenie Bouchard was on the team. I think she oh, was, she took a break from pickleball? I think so. I think she was just out there practicing so they had someone to practice with. Because if you look at all the results, it was basically Fernandez and this girl, Stakowski, and Gariella Drawowski. I wish I could say all your names properly, but they did the mother load of playing the matches. Even though it's a six-team 
it's a six team. Everybody's got six players out there, but right. two of us carried them. And we had a third that came in. Um, everyone that participated, I want to say congratulations because Canada is always trying to find a place on the world stage. When you win something this big, it should be honored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, what's her name? Um, who won the U.S. Open? I can never say her name. Andre Bianca Andrescu. Andrescu. She did a big shout out, and she even wished she could have been there. But in the future, we're going to get to that. You know what well, I mean? It's nice that she showed her support, 100%. Which, I, which you would have to expect. But. Exactly. It was a national story, which was even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. so um, Canada tennis. I mean, we've won a Davis Cup. We've won uh, yeah. the Billie Jean Cup now. You got to like that. Yeah, let's keep going forward. Kids, if you're watching, it is a future. However, we've got something else coming up this weekend that we love to talk about on the air. But it's becoming a bit of a cluster something. Oh. Down there in Vegas where they're having the inaugural Grand Prix running through the streets <laughs> and by the fountain in um, Vegas. And we've had some issues. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure you heard about uh, free practice too yesterday carlos signs oh uh, his, my god yeah with the uh cover the drain cover that uh, was i guess like sticking out of the ground he ran over it, and then the bottom of his car was fucked up but here's what i don't like he got a 10 grid drop that's uh, ridiculous can you explain that to me like it's not his fault but because they didn't... no not that's the, that's the whoever did the track that's f1's fault it's vegas's fault okay so now when they go there the stewards they, they have like this is something new i learned about f1 when you bring your car in, it's got to be qualified. So these people yeah, come they and do check the full it. Check, yeah. They pull the check, and then you're allowed to do, like, say, a certain modification. Yeah. Okay, so everyone knew they were going to do the modifications. The people that are running the Grand Prix screw up, screw up the car, and now this guy gets a 10-grid drop. I don't understand it's that. It's ridiculous. I don't understand that either. It makes no sense. First of all, when you're going to have a race of this magnitude in a city of sin... They were very sinful in the way that they had <laughs> did things together with the team because I didn't hear anybody say anything great about it. I heard the McLaren boys were kind of uh, uh, saying they're liking it because um, another issue is going to be, which you mentioned last week, which I find very interesting, the tire situation. Yeah, so it's not going to be as cold as we thought it was going to be initially. Like they're saying it's, it's going to be like 10, 11 degrees, but I still think that's going to make it the coldest race of the season probably which is still going to be a problem for pirelli they're bringing the softest tires there obviously to try and mitigate the issue i guess but i don't know it's going to be tough for these teams especially ones that uh, might have trouble kind of warming the tires up i heard this is going to actually hurt red bull this weekend that's what i heard too and max was saying they've tried three different tires like they said they're going to try the soft and they see how the because it's like the old saying uh rubber to the pavement yeah and he says it's been quite questionable Right. going around the track i like the track but i do think it's weird it's it's a little straight heavy i mean yeah. i've heard people compare it to monza which i just think is ridiculous like don't compare it to one of the greatest f1 tracks come on well that's just props for the americans always <laughs> saying they're doing great you know what i mean but i do see there's some openings where there's going to be like some flat out let's see who can do what but i'm amazed that it's a couple of the turns and i think it's like turn three mm-hmm how do you gear down and get around that corner? Because you're coming in from one of the fastest oh, yeah. parts of the track, and then you got to go around, and it's got that little, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you just got to be, like, early on the brakes. I don't know, but it does not seem like a very fun track to drive around. Like, I remember, okay, so I have the, the F1 video game. I have last year's, right? Uh, so the Miami track, the, the turn three there in Vegas kind of reminds me of one of the last few turns in Miami, which is always a nightmare to get through, so... Um, they've qualified. I was there last night. Here's another thing that has to be an ex- absolute PR disaster. But you heard they let the fans stay out there for six hours. 
And then they said oh. it's canceled and sent everybody home. All they did was everybody got a $200 voucher to buy <laughs> F1 gear. In oh, wow. wow. After How six nice. hours waiting, they sent everybody home. I heard it That's was... That's such a scam. Isn't it? It, it was a big such ruckus. A <laughs> it was a ruckus. Oh, here's $200 so you can spend more money with us. Hey, I didn't say that, but... Oh, I'm saying that. It's just that when we, we've hyped how well, how big, how competitive Formula One is, and then to have a, uh, what would you call it, a grade school move happen? Yeah, how did they get, didn't anyone drive around the track, or were they driving around in SUVs going, okay, the covers are okay, <laughs> just a little bump. Like, I just, I haven't grasped that yet. I really, like, when I no, heard it was covers. Show. Actually, so I'm going to be working on a, and upon further review, because that's just this whole Vegas situation kind of sparked an idea about F1's okay. uh, let's Arrogance? just say weird relationship with the states okay yeah so okay. I'm going to be working on that hopefully it should be out uh, pretty soon but that's true and in any event um, I don't know who qualified first because it was last I, I haven't watched yet my oh, prediction okay, is I think Ferrari's going to have a strong weekend I'm predicting a win for Charles Leclerc Wow, yeah. and he had a great he had a great uh, showing. The last in the practice, yeah. his car was flying. Well, the Ferrari car is kind of built to win that Monza. Back to that, so Vegas a lot Point. of straights. Point uh, well the, the not so much downforce in terms of the package. So I, I think it's going to be a strong weekend in Ferrari. Poor poor signs. I feel bad for him. Oh, the me tenth place too. Grid, even if he qualifies, you know, second or third, he's going to have to start what twelfth or thirteenth, yeah, right? Ten, so he's got a ten grid. I I'll never understand that as long as I live. However, uh, I haven't watched the qualifying. As soon as the show's over, I'm going to go home and check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm going to check it out too when I get home. We're PVR junkies. Good week, and we continue to say. Uh, our leading candidate for athlete of the year will probably get, will may not get the pole position, but Max Verstappen is still the leader in my belief in the athlete of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we also, we mentioned before the Billie Jean Cup, we, uh, let's say, let's take it back a little bit too, to shout out the PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League. Training camps open this week for the six teams. I hope they get a little more press. Yes. I hope they do. I've seen that um, along the way. Where What is it? Six teams? Eight six teams. teams. Six teams, yeah. Um, I've I seen the Toronto team getting a little bit of hype, That's which is good. good. I'm, I'm really, what we should do is I hope we, we take a look, like some rosters, roster situations. Well, that's, a, that's all available. Yeah, that's the what I'm, so, I'm I'm just wondering because uh, one of the, well, I guess both of our networks here, they've both been pushing the WNBA recently. Yeah. I hope the PWHL gets even more press than that here. I imagine they're going to be, at least one of them's going to be carrying. I haven't heard too much, anything really, about who's going to carry. I think it might be TSN that has the rights. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I hope they uh, give it the press it deserves because I want to see this league succeed. Oh, me too. You know what I mean? As long as it's good competition, you know what I mean? We yeah. will try to cover it. We'll let people know. We don't want to kick anything to the curb, especially since we're a hockey-centric country, so to speak. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. However, speaking about things that are centric to our city... I don't know if we should do a eulogy or if we should say, ah, because we, we haven't been the biggest <laughs> CFL fans this year. We've been pumping the Argos tires. Sure. What happened, bro? Oh, I think it all just came down to that first drive. So, I, I was like I said before, I was at the game. I went with a few friends. We had a great time, by the way, despite Good. the loss. Good. Um, Argos, they get the ball first. They're charging the way down. They're like on the two-yard line or whatever it was. 
Chad Kelly throws an interception, and that just seemed to set the tone for the entire game. I thought he pressed it after that, and yeah. And oh, he forced the ball. He okay, forced the ball. That's what I'm saying. He he did a few times there, and I think that familiarity breeds contempt at times because um, it seemed to me a couple of the Alouette uh, corners, they knew where to go on certain throws, especially yeah. on second down. Um, in any event, because yeah, he threw four interceptions and two of them were returned for touchdowns. Exactly, and sometimes it looks like he was throwing to the other guy. <laughs> which oh, is they, yeah, a couple of them for sure. Okay, like we're just like, where, where's this guy throwing? Like, I don't know. I think that he trying was trying to play just hero having, ball. I don't yeah, know. He had some Josh Allen moments where he thought that he had the arm strong <laughs> enough to get through anything, but we'll get to that later. In any event, uh, it's a very disappointing end to the Argo season, yeah. and it might make our year-end list that we've been creating about things that didn't go right for certain teams. However, Ooh, I mean, Serge won't be happy to hear that, but I mean, you, uh, how can you not? The truth is the truth. It is. I mean, the 16 and 2. Now, one of my friends actually, Dom, I know you, you, you don't want to come on the show, but I mean, you got some great points. You got to come on here eventually. I know you're scared yeah, of Cruz. He doesn't Dom. bite. Cruz yeah, doesn't I'll, bite. I guarantee it. Tell him I'm like a pussycat. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, Dom. Um, he brought up the point where he thinks it's. Uh, the uh, combination of resting players and the bye week that really hurt the Argos. I think the bye week made it because you see, you always get out of sync because all these players are in such routines. But the thing, okay, because uh, bye weeks, because you see in the NFL though, when a team comes off a of bye week, it usually means that they're going to win though, right? That's. I think it's yeah. that combined with the resting. I think that's just it's just too much. You get these guys out of their rhythm, right? Meanwhile, Montreal. They won their last five games of the regular season. Oh, they no, came they in that game roll, firing hot. And they, they were they were like uh they were talking about the overblown Argos at times and a couple yeah. of those guys were dancing at the end. But it would be remiss of us not to say Winnipeg is back in the Grey Cup. Yeah, and- Winnipeg Winnipeg versus Montreal, it's gonna be tomorrow night. I think I'm actually gonna watch that over Sunday night football to be honest, but not only because of the game, but also uh, I want to see that Green Day halftime show. Oh, yeah, that should be fun. In any event, what we should be um, referencing is now Winnipeg, if they win this Grey Cup, they are a certified dynasty uh, yeah, and this yeah. age in the CFL. What will this be? They've made four of the last five Grey Cups. Uh, they've won two. Yeah, so they've won So they won 2019, 2021. Obviously, there was no Grey Cup 2020. Two, yep. Um, so this is their fourth consecutive Grey Cup, though, that they've that's been in. That's what I'm yeah. saying. This is So three to the last four, that's that's a dynasty to me. 100%. Big shout-out to the uh, Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers. I also just wanted to say shout-out to the province of Quebec. We were there right beside us at the game. We were right beside the Montreal section. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. So a couple guys came dressed like they were right out of GQ. I thought that was funny. Oh, well, that's Montreal. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a lot of Hamilton fans there just to hate on the Argos. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, my God. I can One of the guys guys in front of us he could barely walk by the end of the game god bless him uh, hope he got home safe <laughs> and then the funniest was like there was one guy there kind of in our section tiger cat's gloves tiger cat's cap or whatever like toque alouette's jersey so this guy was just like anti-argos as it comes i wonder what baseball caps he wears <laughs> <laughs> um one other thing before we leave and good luck to winnipeg and montreal but a big shout out to burton cummings of the guess who, who is a Winnipeg native. Oh, yes, he is. Who did an absolutely, if you got, because my wife follows him on whatever social media thing. I would never have seen it. My wife didn't show it to him. But he came on, and he's been a Winnipeg. Uh, his dad took him to games when he was a kid. Oh, wow. And he did a big shout-out from his L.A. home 
to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers wearing an old-school Winnipeg jersey. I thought that was kind of neat. So let's just hope for a great game. Absolutely. I just hope hope it's a great game so that uh, we can tell Peter, our guest from last week, how many of those players are going to start in the NFL next year. (laughs) Just had to take it there. Uh, I did. I did. Moving on, uh, MLB, the award winners were just announced uh, throughout this week. Now, we had two unanimous MVPs and a unanimous Rookie of the Year. Okay, so let's – congratulations to Shohan Otani. And um, I'm a little shocked that they gave him the MVP, to be okay, honest. Okay, we're going to get to that. He would have been my vote. Wouldn't uh, have been my vote. I know he wouldn't have been he yours. He wouldn't have been my vote. Not that I'm not saying he's not a great player, because he is. He's generational, or whatever you want to call it. But the guy only played 100 and how many games? Um, yeah, he missed, like, the last, what, two months of the season, basically? Yeah, his team was horrible. They had no uh, play in, the, in, in running for the playoffs, even though there's extra wildcard teams this year. Mm-hmm. Didn't pitch down the stretch, didn't hit down the stretch, and we still gave this guy MVP. Is this because all the press is kissing his, their ass because they want him to come to their team next year? <laughs> now, if you voted for him, there's an argument. I would have given it to Corey Seager. Yeah, because Texas. It would have been my the, number two. It would have number two. And anyway, when you when you looked at the results, there was a few people there. But I'm just saying, congratulations to both of them. I would have, uh, I would have preferred somebody else of Otani. Part of me thinks it could be a, a little bit of a makeup call too, because like he probably should have won MVP last year, honestly, despite Aaron Judge's season. That's what they're saying. Because because Otani's 2022 was better than his 2021. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're gonna give it there. Big shout out to um, uh, the rookie of the year. Corbin Carroll was a gimme. Yeah, he was the, another unanimous one that like I alluded to before. 100%. Uh, oh, we didn't. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., unanimous uh, NL MVP. No surprise there. No, we don't have to go on long with that. There was, I was wondering if uh, the two Dodgers came in, Mookie Betts and um, and uh, Freddie Freeman came in second and third, and I wondered if they took votes away. But Did they he, come second and third? Second okay. and third. Yeah, so uh, they probably. Mm. No, nah, but he got all the first place votes. Yeah, so, the, so yeah, you can't did, use that argument. No, so we won't be there. So congratulations to him. Um, I just want to talk about for a second, because I always hate this team, but congratulations to Gunnar Henderson. Yes. For winning the Rookie of the Year. Well-deserved on his part. Is this the second Rookie of the Year for Baltimore in three years, I believe, or they've had two runners up? Uh, I would have to check. In any, in any event, if you look at baseball, they should be very happy, okay? First of all, Henderson went from third base to, to shortstop, which means he had more defensive responsibilities. Sure. And he had a great offensive season. But just speaking of rookies, let's just go down the list here. He had Outman for the Dodgers, Spencer Steer, the Cruz guy, and McLean on the Reds. He had Jones on the Rockies. Any other season, if you didn't have, um, if you didn't have Henderson around or um, Carroll. Corbin Carroll. All these guys had numbers. To be rookie of the year, yeah. which is just saying great for baseball because it's like a whole new generation moving up that are outstanding players. Yeah, and this is Baltimore's first rookie of the year in they it, looks two like, runners it looks up. like a long time. I'm Cal going, Ripken, maybe? Greg Olson in 1989. Oh, yeah. That was their last one. Wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Good for Baltimore, even though I hate them. I hope you have a bad offseason and you lose. That's uh, all also got to shout out one of your favorites, Garrett Cole, winning his first uh, Cy Young. Okay, okay, listen. First of all, I want to shout out to Snell first, because regardless of what you say, he's now won two Cy Youngs. In, in, one in each league. One in each league, okay? Now, I don't know. Okay, Jared Cole won by default, if you want to ask me, because there's nobody really. He had a great season. Yeah, he, he had a fantastic he had season. He had a great season. 
I'm starting to get even angry at the analytics because how they devise you're going to win. For example, Snell didn't even pitch 200 innings. Well, I mean, who pitches 200 innings anymore? Everybody should pitch 200 innings. Okay, you're well, should have, would have, could have. What do the stats weak, say on the paper? Weak, weak analytics. Okay. Take them out. They're wrecking these numbers, which we're going to talk about. Tell the kids to get off your lawn, okay? Yeah, get off my lawn. No, man, these guys got to pitch more. When I looked at Snell had a great season. I looked at his numbers and I said, really? He had been the third starter in 1989, okay? Come on. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, is this Peter back? <laughs> just, 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 uh, I had to do that. <laughs> I just had to do that. In any event, congratulations to both winners. Shout out to Mr. Gozman for being a finalist, even though we knew he had no shot. But no, he pitched no. 200 innings and he led the league in strikeouts. Yeah. You know what that, I mean? Yeah, so that's uh, nowadays that's a serious Cy Young contender. Obviously. But if he had a guy, I think if the bullpen had held him out because uh, his run support was brutal. Oh, my God, that's been his problem uh, both okay, seasons. Okay, so imagine if you, if you added four wins to his thing, I think that he would, would have given Jared Cole a run for his money on the Cy Young. But we'll see yeah. next year. We're all bringing it back. We'll see. Um, uh, also, shout out three Blue Jays winning the gold glove. Oh, wait, 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 oh. we, we, we should do one more thing we should say before we get there. Manager of the year, Brandon Hyde for the Baltimore Orioles, oh, yeah. should be much respected because he's been there five years. So let's go back five years ago in the first two seasons that he had to manage the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> uh, different, Very different squads. I bet you he had some headaches and he had some bad nights of sleeping. So to be able to go five years where they fire managers at a drop of a hat lately, mm -hmm. that um, congratulations on him for his uh, endurance and his patience and the fact that the organization has done some amazing drafting, because Baltimore is going to be around for a long time. Like their core, their yeah. core average is 25 years old, bro. Yeah, this team is built to contend for the next decade, uh, which scares me as a fan yes. of the team in the AL East. <laughs> yes. But, uh, All we have to do is pull up our socks. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, I mean, what you could say though, positively, if you're a Jays fan, is Boston's not looking so strong. Uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, it looks like they had a huge hiccup that they might not be able to recover from. I'm just saying this. I, I, I don't know how to take that because all I keep thinking about is two years ago, Arizona lost 100 games. Three years ago, Baltimore won, lost 100 games. I don't know. Like, I think Toronto, in the market that we in, we should be doing better. But a quick shout-out, too, to uh, Skip Schumacher of the Miami um, Marlins yeah. for winning manager of the year well deserved on a franchise that was getting a shit kicking so bad that jeter left town <laughs> and they still almost got into the playoffs big big they shout. did get into the playoffs oh yeah that's right they did did they yeah yeah they did anyways you got to give that manager credit for a bunch of freaking kids that Hell he molded yeah. all together got a decent starting and i expect to see more from miami in the near future yep but you were alluding to yes three jays winning the, the gold uh, gloves chapman winning at third base kiermeyer for center field and Jose Barrios winning the gold glove for pitcher in the American League. I want to congratulate them all, but I, when I look at Kermeyer winning, I think it's like empty calories. How <laughs> so? First of all, the guy don't hit. He hit pretty well this season, Cruz. For the ninth guy, I'll give him the benefit of a doubt. And he did play great defense, I guess. But the jury's still out for me personally because I think he can bring more to the table. He was a great number nine hitter at times. But remember, he only hit what? I'm not, not a fan. I'm not a fan. He's got to hit more. If he's your center fielder, I want him to hit 280. Okay. What did he hit? Like 270-something? Nah, did he? Because they ducked him later, sat him on the bench to keep his average up. His agent probably said, sit down. Your numbers are big. In any event, I don't want to knock the guy. I just think that sometimes 
because uh, he's made some good catches. He covers the field well. And now we're hearing, very well. We're hearing that we're going to move Varsho over to center field. Varsho will be our center fielder next year, Only which it, which I think is more appropriate. What do you think? They're not going to pay Kermeyer because he's not going to get Kermeyer's. Yeah, he's gone. Because why? You're not going to pay him the money that the Gold Glove and his two sixty four average. Well, said that, that, and I mean having like two like defensive specialists in the outfield doesn't make much sense. Thank you very much, Mister Ten Percent on defense. Yeah, well, I mean, we need guys that can hit. Okay, so we, <laughs> remember we're, we're that? not, not going to go anywhere there. But I just want to say, um, before we go on, everybody knows that Otani is leaving town, the reigning MVP. Well, everyone except for uh, Artie Moreno, apparently. Oh, yeah, he's in there like a dirty <laughs> shirt. I don't know why. I want. It's like when uh, Tavares was leaving the Islanders and Lou like, demanded he had a meeting with them, even though like, he had it no shot like, of signing no, back no. in uh, the island. Well, this is what they're saying. So the word around the campfire is there's only four teams that Otani is taking seriously right now. So let me guess. The Dodgers? Yep. Padres? Nope. No, really? No. Uh, the Yankees got to be in there. Yep. Uh, not the Mets. Nope. No. Um, who am I missing? Oh, what? Giants? Giants. Who's the fourth? Our beloved oh, the Blue Toronto Jays. Okay. Blue Jays. That's now, right. Now, we've talked about this off air, and sometimes you wonder, um, and we've argued about this, the the amount of money that the Blue Jays could bring to the table, so to speak, okay? And I'm saying that they could afford them if they want, but sometimes I always find that sometimes the Blue Jays are like a lever for pushing the contract up because they're in there full mm-hmm. tilt wanting it, but that agent says, no, we'll go and visit Toronto so that they can say they're giving them this much, so we'll go down to San Francisco and get yeah, more. Yeah, it's like uh, what happened play? when Kawhi was leaving town, that exactly. uh, the, the Clippers were... Uh, <laughs> Or not even necessarily, whatever. They're, like, the Raptors were being used as leverage to exactly. get the, the return higher. I think that the well, what a splash it would be if the Blue Jays did sign Otani. You're telling me. Well, you know what I mean? But I, what would he be? I guess he would just be like a straight DH next season, though, right? I believe. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's going to pitch next year. So what? I'll take his 30. I, I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm just trying to, like, project the team, right? Well, that would be interesting. I'm glad I'm there. But, however, and we did discuss this, too. If you don't know who Jeff Passan is, and we know who he is, one of the great uh, baseball insiders. Yeah, you compared him in our meeting to uh, baseball's version of uh, Adam Schefter. Schefter. Uh, Adam Schefter and um, who's the basketball NBA one who works for you? Wojnowski. Woj, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. so he, he seems to be on that level. He came out of the Arizona winter meetings, which I think we said last week how much Toronto was got punked. But he has, says that he thinks that the biggest trade – and the offseason is going to involve the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, let's let's wait and see. Oh, no, 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 no. Since we're here uh, in this December. I've heard this before from these supposed insiders. Oh, there's a deal in the works. There's a deal in the works. Okay. Yeah, because you want to sell your, your newspapers, buddy. Okay, but anyways, he didn't say that the biggest trade of the season was going to be the Miami Marlins, did he? He didn't say it was going to be the Texas Rangers. He well, because the, the Jays are a little bit of a sexy name because they have some stars, you know? Like, they're kind of, like, knocking on the door, not quite there yet, you know? The gospel according to Cruz. Yes, ship him out of town. Okay, I'm Ooh. not saying no names. I'm just uh, saying. I think we know. Who, does it, I, I not, does no, it no, no. rhyme with uh, <laughs> a Vladimir Guerrero uh, No, Jr.? I haven't said anything yet. I'm just saying that this team, as presently constructed, has some clubhouse issues and i think oh really over, okay so they've <laughs> spilled over because certain other guys have left town so if you're gonna do this I'm sounds the, like chapman's leaving town too correct 
He's got a qualifying offer. I heard he turned it down. Ah, boo. Anyway, well, there you go. So if we're going to make a trade, I think it would be great. And I would, I'm not sure who the players could be. Texas could be into play um, only because um, uh, they, they might lose Montgomery, which I think we should go after because then we'd have a super we, but, we, but we'd have too many uh, pitchers, don't you think, in the mix? I'll take six starters. I could but we already have any. a Tiedemann kind of like knocking on the door. So that's the thing. You don't want... Uh, you, you want some space for him to kind of get in there too, right? So ever the big guy that we're going to ship with, we'll, we'll add Kikuchi in the package. Oh, okay. And we'll get a power hitter and a starter, like a young power hitter. There's a lot. Of, now, that's a gamble because I'm not saying who we trade. And when I heard Passon say this, I was excited because I think the structure of the team needs to change. Unless oh, those guys the, come like back. All those sweeps in the playoffs ugh, didn't uh, make you think so? Okay, so anyways, unless we go into spring training and we have a whole new attitude... Something has to change. You know what I mean? Or we're not going to go any further than we were. And I think it's no, going to be up, upgraded now. So I'm speculating here, and I'm not using names because I'm being a coward. But we would lose no. some offense there. But I'm thinking that the trade would bring in a couple of offensive players that may um, make up for that, but would also add some defense to our infield. And that's the real thing that I'm worried about. You know, me and my second base shortstops, so that. Yeah. So anyways. That, that's definitely got to fix itself. We got 90 days till spring training. We'll, we'll keep abreast on the Toronto Blue Jays. But um, good luck. And I hope Jeff Passan is right. Okay. Uh, moving on, we had our Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony this week. Um, was a big class. Maybe not the most impressive uh, cast that went really? in. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, some good names, but I mean, no one that was really like, wow. You know, maybe in terms of like the builder category, I'd say there was some more of an oh, impressive names okay, in there. Okay, I'll go there because I, I got a few points to make here about that. Okay, so. But with the NHLers going in, I mean, like, besides Lundquist, who was like, obviously, he was a slam dunk. Oh, the no, other no guys doubt. are kind of like, mm. Okay, so I'm going to bring up your. A lot of goalie love this year. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why. Okay, in my humble opinion. Okay. My favorite subject, analytics. Okay. So now, since look, look who got in. Congratulations to Mike Vernon. Congratulations to Tom Barrasso. And, and c congratulations to the King. However. And Pierre Turgeon. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And, we're going to uh, get Ulet. to them in a minute. Oh, okay. Pierre T Turgeon. That's 500 goals. I'm going to get to that in a minute because you can't sneeze on that. My take on the matter is this. They're starting to look now at what the goalies are going to do in the analytics for today. And 10 years from now, when they start putting guys in the Hall of Fame, they're not going to have Brodeur, Patrick no, Roy. No, no, no. Marc-Andre Fleury is probably the last of that level to have them. So what they're going to do is they're going to have to justify who they put in the Hall of Fame with these new analytic yeah. numbers. So guess what? When they start putting some of these new guys in and they look back, they're going to say, what about Barrasso? What about Vernon? So I think what they did is they covered their asses for the future. I might be wrong. Uh, well, from the way uh, I've... I understand it's like there was a lot of turnover in terms of like the people who are voting. So maybe some of the more old school guys kind of got pushed out and some of the younger people got pushed in or got thrown in there, I should say. But uh, I mean, the positive thing for me that I'm looking out uh, here for is that uh, if these guys are getting in, it probably means that Curtis Joseph gets in the Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, you soon. know what? I'll tell you what. My personal opinion at the top of their prime, I would take Curtis Joseph over Barrasso or Mike Vernon. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this before. Sometimes it's situational. Mike Vernon got traded to Detroit at the perfect time because they had Osgood in a tandem. Remember, yep. Detroit was a little worried about their goaltending. I could have played for that Detroit team and won a Stanley Cup. 
He won the con smite though that year. Don't don't forget. Uh, okay, I'll give him that. But anyways, I'm I'm Mike Vernon. Congratulations! You got your jacket. You got your ring. I question him as a Hall of Famer, and I also question Tom Barrasso as a Hall of Famer due to this. He had very high numbers for a short period of time, and the rest of the time he was injured or garbage. In my opinion. Okay. I mean, okay, but he's got the numbers, and I'm saying they're going to relate those numbers like they're doing now in baseball. Well, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame at the end of the show. But congratulations. I Brasso think, played a hot minute for the Leafs at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, like 10 seconds. I think he did a period in. I do want to say this. Pierre Lacroix, I think, is the most. Him and Hitchcock, I would say, and Carolyn Ouellette. Yeah. Come on, she's a gimme. In the men's league, she would be a gimme. Just look at her statistics, the four gold medals, the scoring, yep. international reputation. She is a no-doubt. I wonder why it took so long, but she just retired a few years ago, I think, right? That's why. So I think this yeah. is her first kick at the can. So she, the door should have just opened, and she walked in, as it is. But I find it interesting that one of the guys that got in, and I forgot all about him, was Pierre Lacroix, because he built that Quebec team. Which oh, got stolen, yeah. and then he went to Colorado, and they won the cups. But he started that in Quebec City. Yeah, he started building it there. He started building that, and he built a little, a mini dynasty. Yeah, no kidding. So actually, like, uh, this is a little preview behind the curtain. I'm working on a little uh, Colorado Avalanche documentary about that dynasty. Oh. And really, I think the whole, I'm going to begin it with the 93 season, because that's where things like, really began after that Eric Lindros trade. That's where, like... The big haul came in. That's what really shaped that dynasty, and that was all him. Oh, of course it was. And, and not only that, who he got afterwards, and he knew about the turmoil in Montreal, <laughs> and he knew Mario Tremblay was an idiot. He's, he's that there like uh, the meme of the guy with the yellow jacket like, licking his lips. Oh, you know? yeah, he's, he's looking, looking over at together. Montreal. And first of all, he knew as well, we, can't com- we, we get rid of Patrick Roy. That, may, that Quebec goes up a step. Yeah. Okay. So like he like he just pulled him on. Well, he was in he was in Colorado. Yeah, the they're time. in Colorado but, already. But I mean, my point being is that he's seen enough of Patrick Roy in Quebec to know sure. this is the guy. So, um, um, the, those are two trades that are interesting that you brought up the Lindros trade because sometimes people say who won the trade. I'm saying Colorado because they got oh. the rings. Well, I mean, you look at it, but like they got Peter Forsberg out of the oh, trade. Oh, number one, Mike Ricci came Mike from that Ricci trade. Mike Ricci and I think a goalie too, didn't they? Or did, yeah. That's oh, what? well, they. Let's see. Let's see. They got oh Ron Hextall, who was big oh, for the '93 right. team that I mentioned before. Yep. Um, and they have a few first round picks, and I think a couple of those ended up being used in the Patrick Waugh deal. Yes. So no, it was all, all good. There. So Colorado wins that trade hands down. Um. So big uh, congratulations to P- Pierre Lacroix, who I've had no no qualms, no questions about that. Just like you can't question Ken Hitchcock. No. Uh, first of all, his longevity, the success Coach he's brought. Um, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about Ken Hitchcock. And he's, what was he, 20 years in the, in, yeah. in the NHL? And he was a hard-ass coach, too. I was just going to say that, you know, considering that he was he, he was the principal of the old school. Yeah. Like, a lot of, but I've never hear anything bad. I heard sometimes he cracked down on guys, but I've also heard it's not that they didn't deserve it. No, I've, I've heard he's a fair guy when it yeah. comes to that. I mean, I used to hate him when he was coach of Philly when oh, they yeah. were being the Leafs in the playoffs back in the day. But uh, I thought that would have been another ring for him because I thought that Philly team was good enough they just couldn't get over the hump because his only ring was with the stars yep which was a great well, now, those team. Are, those were great dallas teams a great team which maybe should win more but big shout out to the whole two finals for dallas yep. yep the whole hall of fame class this year the one guy that i'm didn't really pump his tires and it's an analytics thing too pierre turgeon did score 500 goals and he was the highest scoring player not in the hall of fame exactly yeah so we had to put him in but I remember, and I've got, I want to shout out to uh, 
um, James Kettleworth, my boss at work, who when he started many, many years as a kid, and he's a diehard Hab fan, Pierre Turgeon, was, he was so happy when the Habs got him. Honestly, I was excited too. What were the results? Uh, don't even look him up. I was going to say he wasn't. Don't even look him up. When you think of Pierre Turgeon, you don't think of his tenure with the Habs. No, and then after that, what he did is he got to give him an example. He scored seven thirty goal seasons or something. Whatever the case may be, the guy was solid. I'm just saying, once again, it comes down to analytics. You know what I mean? That he got yeah. in, like you said, the highest scoring guy, not in the end. And the analytics say you got to put him in. He was never a leader. No, no. He had a captain on his shirt. I don't know why. What was he leading? With what team? Montreal, I think. He was captain of Montreal? I believe so. Really? He was given, yeah, that big ceremony at the end of the season. And um, uh, Rocket Richard was still alive. Wow. So you got the Rocket Richard to John Beliveau to Yvonne Cormoyer to Schmuck. <laughs> nothing against Pierre Tierjean. He just didn't do nothing for us. And congratulations on his entry into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And since we're speaking of hockey, bro. Oh, yes. Man, thing. man, okay, let's discuss it since we didn't do a show since last Thursday, which is about 10 days ago. Was it Thursday or Friday? Either way. Uh, either, either way. way. Okay, whatever the case may be. It could have been a Friday. We have to talk about, because we're here at the house that happens, only in Etobicoke, Shoei's Bar and Grill, <laughs> GTA, and everything Leafs. You know, this is bar, but whatever. Okay, well, we're going to get to that in a bit. The Leafs are on a four-game winning streak. Yes. I mean, uh, quite uh, an impressive... I mean, the, the Calgary game wasn't that impressive. They kind of just squeaked by. But that Hung hollow to dry again. But, yeah, that's true. Uh, but that uh, Vancouver game... Domination. And we're going to get to Vancouver, but that's what we both talked about on the last show, that we both, when we should get our picks, we both predicted that Toronto, for some reason, would get up against Vancouver, which they did. I thought it was one of their best games of the year. It might have been their best game of the year, honestly. That's what I'm saying, yeah. they, on both ends, which now gets us to the situation where one of my predictions is not going to quite come into fruition right uh -oh. away, and that's the fact that I think the Leafs are going to go with a tandem. I think it'll be every other game. I'm, I, I remember the last that's, show. That's I was, the way to go. I was screaming for Wall to play six in a row. I don't think he's going to get that. No. Um, Samsonov looked very good against Detroit yesterday. In uh, the game, because they were down yes. two nothing, remember? And the Leafs fought back. Yes. Yeah, so I, I didn't, I wasn't watching the game because it was on at two o'clock. So, but, but we oh, had it on. We, we had it on at the radio at work. So, and I caught the highlights too. But uh, very well, fast-paced game. I what, watched what do you think the, the like the first period, like no scoring. Like, what do you? I thought it was like um, first of all, the Leafs were spending so much time having a good time with the Nylander thing. Sandine came in. Yeah. Did the opening lineup. Everybody's family was there. Matthews alluded to the part of the first interview about, yeah, we're having a good time in Sweden. <laughs> okay, so I thought... I don't, that I don't, everyone's, like, making a big deal about uh, Nylander's grandmother, too. I, like, there's a show in Toronto. I'm not going to say what. They were, like, two steps away from calling her a gilf. It was it was weird how much they're going on about her. I'm going to tell you what. She's a good-looking woman. She looks great for age. I'm yeah, not going to say that. But, like, I mean, like... These weirdos were thinking about when she was 20. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay? And I just like the fact that she had never seen him play a professional hockey game in her life. 
And she oh, was out sense. there, right? Oh, and speaking of, she's the grandmother. Did you see um, Nylander's sisters and their cousins? No. End of story. Okay, just, uh, I'm just, I don't want to say anything else. I'm just saying, you know, and I well, think. Well, Willie's a good looking guy, so. Oh, well, the whole family's damn good looking, but I'm telling you what, he better keep that lettuce long. Because I seen his dad. I was going to say, his dad, seen his dad's, dad. dad's balls. And I'm going to say, I don't know if it's, sometimes it's hereditary or whatever. I'm just saying that we should Dad used to have nice hair, though. Oh, back in the day. That's why I say so. When he was playing with Calgary, yeah. Yeah, so I think what's happening is Willie's going, I'm going to let this rock as long <laughs> as I can because I don't know what that future is going to hold. But in any event, big shout out to, to Nylander because he yep. scored three points. That line won the game. His, his scoring streak continues. Yeah, three points yesterday. He scored a beautiful goal. I think that that line could have scored five. Once they sure. could go, because the first period was going. But, and Bertuzzi is finally looking like he's... Your boy yeah. is playing good. Like yeah. last show, you said, I'm going to give him one more chance. He was on fire yesterday. Maybe it's taken him a while to adjust. I really think it's great that Domi has been more into a... He was out against Larkin a lot yesterday. Yep, yep. You know what we I mean? We talked about that uh, last Yeah, week well, too, it's, it's becoming more dominant. Your, your defense picked up a little bit better than they usually do, and Reeves was on the bench. Well, not even. He was in the press box. I mean, in the press box. Bobby okay. McMahon, he is... Your boy. Oh, he He's a guy we kind of, like, teased a little bit last year. The bit, Like, I guess one of the big stories from the Marlies last year was when's this guy finally going to make the Leafs wearing his goofy football number? But uh, he does not look out of place in that fourth line. All of a sudden, like, uh, Gregor, McMahon, and Camp, like, that, that's a fourth line right there. Oh, yeah, and they all skate. They, exactly. They chuckle like crazy. But I want to I wanna know this, okay? I don't want to rain on the Toronto Maple Leafs parade. Yeah, you do. Stop it. I want to know, this is how much juice the Toronto Maple Leafs got. First of all, it's the first time they've ever gone overseas, which how many teams have gone overseas? Uh, a lot, yeah. Okay, so so this- apparently, like, I know during the Brian Burke era, they were trying to get the Leafs to do it, and Burke was just shut it down every time. Of course. Yeah. Okay, that's the juice. Now, I'm going to tell you why I think the Leafs have got juice. First of all, I appreciate the fact that they went over there because they were uh, previewing the it was the opening of the Boreas Salming Memorial Movie and yeah the the docu series the docu series okay so that's great and uh, a lot of ex Swedish players were in the crowd that played for everybody so to speak and we do know this it's an argument about who's the most popular NHL team in Sweden. I would imagine it'd be the Leafs. And Detroit, because oh, yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Day, they say that those two are the, which was great for marketing, that the Swedish crowd was very, very happy to have Toronto play in Detroit. Yep. In that weird... And well, the, the history of Swedes in the NHL, that's that's the Leafs. That's the Leafs. Okay. So let's pull on, let's really, let, let's peel back the onion on this Leaf bullshit. Okay. Say fly there. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at the advantages they have. First of all, they played yesterday. Oh, guess what? Both games are away games for the Leafs. Because yep. first of all, the Leafs said, we ain't giving up a home gate to you schmucks. So they're visiting. It could be a deal with uh, the arena, too. Because I know the Rangers, they have a deal with MSG where all 41 home games have to be played at MSG for the Rangers. So it might be a similar thing there. Or- oh, the Leafs must have that. Because they're not going to give up two gates. No. Okay, so you have two. Even games. like remember the the outdoor game in Buffalo. Who was at home or for Hamilton? Who was at a home game for? Buffalo. Okay, so that's what I'm getting at. The Leafs got more juice than, than you imagine. So they should. Oh, stop it! How do you get most away? valuable ah, team in hockey? We all saw up. the the rankings. Stop it! Stop it! Here's what is pissing me off. So they played Detroit. Yes. Detroit was on a back to back. 
Okay, Minnesota plays Ottawa today. Yep. And then tomorrow, who do they have to play? They got to play the Leafs. On a back-to-back. Oh, wah, wah, boo-hoo. Okay, so the Leafs go over there. They don't have to give up a home ticket. They don't have to play back-to-back. And the Swedish crowd is, is feeding them grapes off leaves. Toronto got away with murder in this deal, you know, and the team is hot, and Minnesota is just trying to get their stuff together. So they're going to come home like conquering heroes. And I shouldn't say this. I hope Minnesota beats them 6 nothing. No, I don't. Wall's going to be in the net, and I'm a fan of Wall. <laughs> so, but if they – hey, Wall, if you have your one bad game, I would love to see it tomorrow. So, Mr. Oh, Milani, you are my friend. You are my partner. We're doing well. I'm not cheering for your team tomorrow to get away with that bullshit. Oh, come on. You knew if, it, God, if this was the Habs it. in this situation, it would be the we exact would have been same fair. thing. We would have been fair. No, they would not we be. We would have been. Who says? We don't know. But in any event, Toronto... When, when you have a team like this with this much pull, like the Leafs, like oh, the Habs, they, like the Rangers... They, they, but you know what? Here's another thing that I don't think is fair. Um, I grew up in South Windsor. Sure. So if you go from London to Windsor, there's... Well, all over Ontario. But Toronto's got a mad following. Like, I've been to the Olympia, old Olympia, and I've been to the Joe to watch the Leafs at the Olympia not yeah. a long time ago, well before you were born. You know what I mean? I might have been a virgin then. I don't know. But um, <laughs> go there, and you'd go to the Joe, or you'd go to the Olympia, and that Go Leafs chant was huge. Oh, Leafs own Ontario. Okay, so let's talk about this. They only play three games a year, so now Detroit, how did they get fried? No visit from Toronto to uh, Caesars this year. I think that's weird. Like, I think people in Detroit must be carping large. I think that's uh, a problem with the scheduling, though. I mean, three games against a division team, that, that, that doesn't sit right with me. No, never it does. We will discuss that at a later date. I think they should play more. But I think the Detroit Red Wings should be a little bit pissed because, I mean, they sell. Like, they still are. Even all the times here, I, I've looked in the last 10 years, they're still always top five in, in attendance. Yeah, because I know I, um, I went to like this is years five six years ago now when they were bad and like it was a game against Buffalo it was not close to sold out. But I think they got a lot of corporate tickets. But I I, I, I researched and I'll, I will let the fans know next week. I imagine I think the attendance is better this year now that the team's finally good again. But, but I think I think in the last five years uh, their attendance is 100 percent top ten hmm. at times top five. Okay. So I think that Detroit got a little bit uh, kicked in the face on this deal. But God bless Toronto Maple Leafs because we are in Etobicoke. A guy living in Woodbridge. Yeah, maybe lawyers. That's what it is. I think Toronto... I'm telling Detroit, get better lawyers. Maybe. Good hockey game, though, yesterday. The flow was good. I just think it took a a little while for everyone to get together. But I want to know this. This stadium in Stockholm, Sweden, that round thing, and it's all supposed to be cool. You know what I saw, though? What I thought was weird? And I, I don't think... Avicii Arena, it's named. Whatever, who gives a shit? I don't give Well, a they shit. named it after uh, the, the whatever, is DJ, whatever, techno, whatever artist who died, so... Oh, right, that's, yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah. Rest in peace. Did you see, this looked like um, the Hershey Center or something. They didn't show it too often, but in between periods, kids would jump on the ice with shovels and go the length of the ice to scoop the ice. Okay. Why? They well, do they, that here. Do they? They have guys in between. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. Got, between the whistles. And between, the, like usually, like TV timeouts. TV timeouts. So they actually have people I've, like scrape the with shovels. Yeah, they do that here. Here? Yeah. I've never I mean, seen. It, what was the last time you've been to a hockey game? Last year. I don't remember. Yeah, they they have that. Yeah, they bring out like the garbage cans and then they just like shovel the. the yeah, okay, the then snow, I'll yeah. give them the benefit of a doubt because I because I thought the the quality ice was part of the reason yesterday because they were using that spray shit. 
on parts of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think the ice, a lot of bouncing pucks. So um, well, maybe it was just a game. Maybe it was just me. I just thought that was maybe kind they didn't of freeze the pucks long enough. Whatever the case may be, but uh, interesting game, and I hope we'll have a couple of good more for the weekend. But I think we should go around the. the well, league. one more thing about the Leafs. So there's some uh, trade rumors that have been picking oh, up. Oh, I the Leafs. forgot. Yes, we got to talk about that. So uh, obviously Calgary, uh, the bottom's falling out there. Um, we all know about Zadorov and the agent thing that happened there when they were in Toronto. Well, that's why I hate yeah. agents. You're a scumbag, buddy. Your team's in trouble. You land in Toronto. You're coming out of Pearson and saying, hey, our, my guy wants to come to Toronto. We didn't hear a word about that until the guy lands in Toronto at a time when there was a turmoil amongst the Toronto team. Yep. And I did mention that that game. that I mean, the Calgary team. The Calgary team, that they were the wounded bear. Be careful of them on Friday night. And that was a dogfight in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I know uh, in Calgary, a lot of players in the dressing room apparently are really upset by the Zadorov comments. There's rumors now that Nazem Kadri wants out of town. I don't know how they're going to move him. Oh, soon. no. He, he can't he's go. Got, after this, he's got five years left on that deal. It just sucks, I guess, for him. Well, well my, my question is this. Um, I'm not saying, I, you know me, I have a level of scum that I rate, starting with lawyers. I'm not going to say what I do after Agents, that. Agents, yes. Agents yes, yes, is yes. on the list, and this is one of those scumbag moves. You know what I mean? First of all, it calls turmoil in your own dressing room when you're trying to get your shit together. Yeah. And you got the Leafs looking over there asking like, they're looking like Coyote thinking he's going to get the Roadrunner. <laughs> but um, I think it would be a good move for Toronto. I'm just wondering, what's your opinion? What would they give up? Well, Ryan Reeves? So, yeah, right. Uh, so the, the rumor is that Toronto is, I mean, there's a bunch of teams in on these players. So like the from what I hear, it's Toronto, Vancouver. I've heard the Islanders. Um Man, I can't remember who the other team is now, but there's a few teams kind of circling trying to get these defensemen from Calgary. But the big ones that the Leafs are after are Chris Tanev and Nikita Zadorov. Hannafin, I think, is available as well. I don't think the Leafs are going to be in on him. That's the guy from Anaheim, right? No, he was the one that no, uh, Carolina it? drafted him. So we got the guy from Calgary, and they both have the T names. What's the other guy's name again? Tanev. Tanev and Zadorov. Oh, Zadorov. Where's Zadorov from? He's Russian. But where? What? what who's he play for? I thought he played for Anaheim. Cal- uh, Colorado before. Oh, Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think he might have played in Buffalo too, but. Um, Maybe that's why I'm thinking yeah. of him. So it could be like a two for a deal where the Leafs get two defensemen back. I've heard rumors that the trade's already done and they're just waiting for the Leafs to get back from Sweden to make it official. And they have to do it soon because they're going to have that freeze. Uh, what is it? 15 days till the freeze, roster freeze at Christmas time? Oh, it's, we're, well, we're still a month away from that. Is but. it still a month away? Yeah, because I think it's the 24th and the 25th is the roster freeze. Oh, I thought it was before that. In no, no, event, no, no. Is it just basically like Christmas time, which I think is fair. Um, speaking of the Islanders but, getting uh, involved. And I just want to say for the Leafs, uh, obviously there's got to be some money going out. Oh, uh, yeah. Klingberg, well, you got to think, has got to go. He looked good yesterday. I would hope so, playing in front of his home. Your boy Riley looked outstanding, by the way. I uh, I'm credit. not surprised he about looked, that at all. He looked great yesterday. And then the other guy I think could be out of town potentially is Jake McCabe. He's got another year left on his deal. He's only going to be $2 million against the cap because Chicago's retaining half of his salary. Um, there might have to be some retained salary from the Calgary end, but these are both expiring contracts, so I can't see that being too much of a sticking point. Uh, the only thing is that Calgary apparently wants a young player, so... Mm. I don't think it's going to be anyone. Like I don't think it's going to be Nick Robertson, like no one on the roster. I think it could be Fraser Minton, the guy who played the first four games oh, with the right, Leafs. Right, right. That that's an interesting call. I yeah. really think one of the things that's changed the dichotomy of uh, 
of Toronto is moving Domi to center with Ryzen Robertson on his wing now. Yeah, and Yarn Croak on the right. Yarn on the right. That's a very, very good. And the fact that they put McMahon on the fourth line, so they got a little bit more speed. So it's four checking. So they made the right move at the right time, which means that the guys are fast enough that the four check is better, which takes pressure off the defense, which makes the goalies look better. Blah blah blah. So Toronto's in a good space. If they win tomorrow, they'll be on a five-game winning streak. Is that what it'll be? No, that will be the case. That'll be the case and they'll be rising but we should look around the league because i think it's about time i think i mentioned it last week but i have to say even though we have the boston bruins are just next level i can't stand those schmucks i don't know how they keep on doing it it makes me sick but the other surprise of the league if you're not talking about the vancouver canucks who are in a division with vegas who took off like 10 men vancouver is for real now yes we are now at the 15-game point. It's only 15 games, but yeah. But Vancouver is very good. And is Quinn Hughes the best-looking hockey player in the league as we speak? He is becoming a serious heart tr- Not only Norris Trophy, but heart, heart. Trophy He's leading contender. the league in scoring. Unbelievable. You know, and, and remember we mentioned it, and it's so true, that down the center of Vancouver with J.T. Miller and Peterson, I forget the third guy, but that's I go wow man they got it and they got yeah, it. and yeah. a, the, those couple European defensemen I forget their name I had them written down it's on my page and I forgot it on my coffee table but that's what I'm talking about Vancouver like they were expected to compete for a playoff spot yes well okay. I mean they were hoping I I think I had them on the outside looking in uh, in our projections to start the season but they're a they, plus thirty one bro. Uh, plus 31. Demko is playing like a Vesna Trophy winner. Yeah, he's showing that potential that we all knew he did have. It was just kind of a matter of whether or not his team could get him there. Big shout out to Vancouver. I and think. Like him and then, but Quinn Hughes, Philip Peronik. That looks like oh. it might be the best defense pairing in the league. Bar- and I was critical of that trade when they got Peronik last year too, but they're obviously proving us wrong. Uh, he stepped up his game. He's a little bit more sure. He's in his mid-20s now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and playing with, with Hughes, they just look great. I hope his brother Jack Hughes comes back because they haven't quite looked the same since he's left the no, lineup. No, we'll get to that later when we do our picks, but okay, uh, yes. We'll get on there. I think that the other issue on a Canadian team that we have to bring up oh. is the Edmonton Oilers yeah. situation. What's going on there, bro? Uh, McDavid's the new, uh, is the LeBron of hockey? No. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's what Instagram was, or the internet as a whole, I guess, was saying, but... Uh, I don't know if you saw after they lost to San Jose. Did you see the clip of Woodcroft and um, who was the assistant? Um, he used to play in the league. He did. He was a defenseman. Yeah. Manson. Uh, Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you read his uh, Woodcroft's lift, lips after that, he goes, that's it. And then Manson's just like, yep. Oh, <laughs> As they're walking off the ice. Well, they, they got to smell it coming. But here, here's. They got one more game, I guess, to finish the road trip, which I, I know a lot of people were critical of. I don't quite know what to make of that, to be honest. I mean, it's it's a bit of an awkward situation to fire the guy. In the, you know, although the Leafs did it to Babcock. They fired him uh, after Vegas, and then uh, Sheldon Keefe's first game was in Arizona. Well, but, I mean, I guess the Oilers don't have Leafs money, so. No. And, yeah. the, and they, the coach they hired, he was coach of Hartford in the AHL, so that might have been an issue, too, getting him from Hartford to the West Coast in that time, but I digress. Well, I'm looking at it this way. Edmonton has won three in a row. Yes. Okay. But here's what the big scuttle buddy is, okay? They brought in the new coach, I forget his name, who was obviously got a long trail. 
with Mr. McDavid. Yes, he does. And I just sh- like the CEO, just like okay. a player that they signed for him this year. Okay, so they've got three guys in the house because listen, I'm going to make McDavid as happy as he wants. That's what you got to look at because this is a long-term thing. Sure. But the interesting part of it to me, which I heard is what they say is going to screw things up, and I totally disagree, is making Paul Coffey the assistant coach when he's also, uh, what is it, advisor to the owner. Yeah, this feel, it, this just feels like typical Edmonton old boys club at, at its worst. No, 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 no. Wait, okay. I think Edmonton's going to come all the way back and make the playoffs. I think they're too good not to. However, I tend to agree. Okay, so who signs the checks? Well, the owner. Okay, so that's an easy pick here, right? I think I need a shower. I'm starting to smell. Anyways, um, <laughs> the... it might be from uh, this place as well. We, oh, by, yeah. by the way, my friends gave me shit last week for not saying what happened here. There was a fire here at Chewy's. Okay, and yeah. they're cleaning it up, and we're going to have a grand reopening, and we expect all you people to show up. How's yes. that? In any event, I think it's an interesting thing to put Paul Coffey on the bench in this way. First of all, he's a very smart hockey guy. Sure. Okay, so now they're going to say, well, that's going to undermine the coach. I'm saying no. He's answering to the guy that signs the check, and Coffey's been in enough dressing rooms. Look, he played for Pittsburgh. He played for Detroit. He played for Edmonton, okay? He played with a lot of great hockey players. So when he's sitting on the bench, he can feel what these players are doing. So when the coach is going to say one thing or whatever, he's going to back to the owner and say, don't sign that guy. Sign this guy. You know what I mean? But I mean, what? Like what? Just because I don't think he will interfere with the game. Like I don't I think, think he's got the experience. That's my problem. I think that he, he was coaching like what the the Triple A Mar- Marlboros. Okay. Like, yeah. Was he going to do say another slur on the bench? Come on. Oh, stop it, Marty. <laughs> do you Saint, remember that? Marty, yes, Marty. Marty St. <laughs> Louis got a lot of grief when he got signed by the. I hats. agree, but that, I think that's more the exception rather than the rule. Well, maybe coffee is enough hockey experience. I think that he's like the conduit. So that he can keep the owner's ear. Like, if I'm an owner, I want to know, like, there's some of these guys who are coming up for contracts on Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to make a decision, especially in this cap-tight world they live in, even though the cap's going up. I sure. keep hearing it. You keep hearing it? Cap's going up. Cap's going up. Sign now. Ca- uh, whatever. Mr. Batman, want to go for lunch? But anyways, I think that it's is... healthy. Yeah, it's healthy. Because oh, my God. Oh, oh, my. Healthy. Okay, Edmonton is obviously not healthy. No. Okay, but I still think they're going to make the money, and I think Paul Coffey is definitely going to be a – I think he's going to be an ad, and I think it's going to be good for the owner. Like, I think he's going to be end of this year, and he'll be back up in the press box with the owner. I think they just want someone on the team to take a scent of what's going on in the dressing room, see who's who, who's not. You know? Uh, Yeah, but I mean, still for Edmonton, goaltending is a problem, though, right? I don't know. Oh, really? How are they going to solve that, though? They're going to give Montreal a first-round draft pick. And they yeah, have right. Jack, and they can have Jake Allen. Uh, he's better than what yeah. they got, and he's stepping a lot more pucks. I'm not giving a first-round pick for Second Jake. round in a defenseman. No, we don't want any Edmonton defensemen. <laughs> okay. Even though, let's shout out to Evander Kane. You're lucky to get a third-round pick for Jake Allen. Listen, Evander Kane's been playing good hockey, though. He's been playing great hockey. we, we got to give him that. So, Okay, now, before we go on here... Um, finish with the league. Go ahead. So I was going to bring it to – what do you want to talk about first, Bedard or Patrick Kane? First of all, I want to say sorry to Connor Bedard because I thought he got off to a slow start. But as I've talked about, sometimes it takes you 15 games to figure out your space in the league. I think he needs to be protected more, but the guy's the real deal. 
The guy it, is. I mean, uh, it doesn't hurt that. I mean, it doesn't help. I should say that the guy who they got to be his line mate has has been hurt this year. That's true too. Like if you look at his first line, it's uh, like me on, and F- you. F- Felino's playing the left wing on that top line. Like, come on, bro. Well, you know why he's out there? He's protecting oh, sure. Bedard because you know a couple guys tried to rub him out early. Now Felino's just getting in there and, and yeah. going nice. Which told me about the thing is we did not bring up um, about the Toronto Maple Leafs very quickly. Leading the league in instigator penalties yes. since the Marshawn yes. since the Marshawn Giordano dropped oh. the gloves against uh, Vancouver. That was awesome. He but threw a guy to the he, he yeah. WWE the guy yesterday, <laughs> which was cool because he went and made a cuff at Samsonov. But well, that's enough about the Leafs. The bottom line is Connor Bedard has looked absolutely amazing, and I think that Felino online is very valuable to him because between him and Corey Perry, anyone goes near Bedard now. Oh. They're, you're, they're, you're dead. You're, you're, they're, and they have to do that because the first couple games he was getting muscled off the park, off the puck. And because he's not a big guy, but look, at he's my height, but he's 185 pounds of Sidney Crosby legs. Sure. You know what I mean? So I was talking about Wimbignana maybe being a little bit more in the highlight because maybe that's American right now. But I would say as a 15, well, um, Wimbignana has only been 10 games in. On a par, I think they're about equal level. As phenoms that are coming in the league, they're showing. Like yeah. I thought, when Banyana was a little bit ahead of Bedard, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna push back on that and say no. Bedard's amazing. Oh, he's had some just spectacularly amazing goals. They scored the one against Florida. I think oh, was where he just ridiculous. Like, his body language is showing like I'm going for the pass. Top corner. Yeah, right over Bobrovsky's shoulder, his head, whatever it was. And the release. It was the release that got me. Before Bobrovsky blinked, it was in the net. He did, like, that quick little head turn, too. And and, and moving. And and moving. He was on his skates going. You know what I mean? So add all that up. I don't think Chicago is going anywhere this year, but I turned them on every game. They played a great game against Tampa Bay the other night. Yes, they did. Really, really good game. They did win in the end, and I think the reason they, they won is because they're big. Which wants me to shout out like all the all the teams that are leading the division. If you look at them, New York, Boston, Dallas, and Vegas. Just go look at their third and fourth oh, lines. Sure. All four. Like Vegas has got a formula going here. Yeah. You're talking about center down there, but I looked at Vegas. I think I text you, Vegas big against Montreal. Yeah. Which gets us to, you know, at the house that happens, we keep tabs on the Habs. Bro, you got to give us a little credit at 15 games in. You had us in the cellar. You had us on the corner in the recycle bin when the garbage truck was coming down the street. Okay? I, and I'll stick to that. I mean, there, Stop I, I said you were going to be last in the division, and guess what? You're two points out of last. Okay, but we're, we're, look, we're not bad, though. We're, we're just a game under 500. The Minus pro- 11 goal differential. And we got blown out a couple times, but okay, we just we just beat in the last week. Three-game losing streak. Stop it. Three, six, Stop. and one in your last ten. Okay, just wait. Give us a little time. We're going to win tonight. Don't be mean to Give you guy. time so what? You could lose more games? Ah, oh, stop it. Leave me alone. Okay, now wait a second here. We played Vegas hard. Okay, and then did you see the penalty on Gallagher? Ah, four minutes left in the game. He went to lift the guy's stick. The guy fell down. His stick hit the face. I can't dispute it because you got to call that all time for safety. So what do you think would happen if you're in Vegas or you're in Montreal and the score is 4-4 with four minutes left and Vegas is going to have a power play for the rest of the game? You sound like me 10 years ago talking about the Leafs. Well, no, no, no. It was a great game. Gallagher has been a resurgence. He's been a resurgence. And oh, by the way, because I was setting people up, don't forget, Bedard would have more points if he had guys that could finish. Remember that. Sure. He's had guys that set him up. That gets back to the Montreal Canadian problem. I'm going to tell you right here. I'm really glad, boys. Keep digging. We're, we're one of the most entertaining 
I hear it on NHL Network. They say, regardless of what Montreal Canadiens, we all, except when we got a couple blowouts, yeah. our games are entertaining because Martin St. Louis, if you don't play hard, you go to the bench. Right. You know what I mean? And then we had our guy from Finland. I can't even say his name. Why has he been on the bench all this time? Yulin, how do you say his name? I don't know. Remember I talked to you? I couldn't even say his name right. Scored two goals against Vegas. He looked like a million bucks. Keep him in the lineup. Oh, yeah, Jesse Yolnin. How many games has he played? Six? Uh, let's pull up his page. Yeah, he was. He just got called up, didn't he? Yeah, he just got called up. He looks great. He's speed on the team. But it's unfortunate that the penalty had to be called at that time. But I can't dispute He's got it. ten games. Oh, he's got ten now? Three good. goals in those ten games, plus one. But he hasn't played the first few games, and he was mostly – he was getting, like – eight minutes in the beginning but he looked good the other night in any event i'm not saying that we're going to make the playoffs i'm just glad that we're highly competitive you know what we're mm. giving it a show but we got to do something about the three goalie system now i don't like it but if any of those goalies okay if any of those goalies um are starting a game i'm not afraid okay I'm not afraid. They all they all play primo. You guys, guys got to make a decision of which two it's going to uh, be in the end. Oh yeah, but we better do it by Christmas time. Someone's feelings are going to be hurt. Mm, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I think you guys are going to wait till the new year, which mm, eh. I'm not sure about that strategy. And then by we'll be too far behind, so the guys that yeah, we get we're yeah. not going to be any good till next year. So I hope it's not a write-off season, but that's the way it goes. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Patrick Kane. So it's rumored that he's close to a decision. It looks like it's going to be Buffalo since they have the most cap space. So he's just a greedy fly. What? He's a greedy fly then, isn't he? Well, he's not going to take a league men deal. And like and like what I told you in the pre-show meeting, he's not eligible for... Matt Duchesne. He's not eligible for... He, okay, Duchesne's, Duchesne's still getting three mil. Oh, he's getting yeah. three? Yeah. Okay. Which is what, from what I hear, Kane's looking for something in the neighborhood of three to four million dollars, which is fair. Uh, and he's not, since he's not... Okay, so he's 35... Or he's going to be 35 soon, whatever it is. And he doesn't but, care if he wins a cup. No, no, no. But the, the point is with the contracts, so the, the 35-plus contracts, you can, uh, you're can you eligible for bonuses. But because Kane wasn't 35 on July 1st, he won't be eligible for bonuses to be worked into his contract. I heard a couple teams said they're going to start the bonuses next year. They'll sign him for a league minimum, and then next year they'll give him the bonus. Oh, that's I think that's against the CBA. You're, well, no, once you get to July 1st, they'll, they'll kick it in then. What do you it's mean sneaky. you'll kick it in then? Okay, so he signs for one year. No, but that, that doesn't make any sense, though, because, like, you're just going to, like, what? So you're just going to sign for, like, a full amount next year then. Yeah, so you make a backdoor deal. Uh, that that me, sounds like something that the league would investigate. That seems, uh, I don't know, that's some sneaky business. I think it's very sneaky, but I, when I heard it, when it first came up, I'm watching too much energy. I don't think so. Because let's be real, he's not coming to Leafs. I heard that. No, the, that's done. That's dead in the water, I believe, too. And he's not going to go to Colorado. That's dead in the water. And he's not going to go to... Um, I think Dallas was another team yeah. that kicked his tires. None of them want to pay him that much. I, I, listen, what has the guy got to do? I think he's just feathering his nest because he's got three rings. Yeah. He's a bit of a bitch. He just wants more money. What else? Like, what's he going to do? He'll go to Buffalo, his hometown. He'll have wings every night, know all the girls in the neighborhood. He's going to have a good time. <laughs> just don't come to Montreal. That's all I'm saying. I don't think he's signing in Montreal. I think you're good. Patrick Kane's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Of course he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, though, right? He's got uh, he's got the heart trophy. He's got the con smite. Oh, he's got everything. Yeah, yeah. So and the three rings. So he's definitely um, there. I just want to say that one of my picks I'm not understanding is why the New York Islanders aren't playing better. Seven losses in a row. Oh man, and they're in every game. They're in every game, and sometimes in the third period you go home. Sorokin isn't making. Can't a, make a stop. Can't make the stop when you need it. And I picked him to win the Vezina. If you remember, wow. and he's just not there. So I don't know what's going going on. I'm I'm really thinking that. Um, I'm shocked at the Washington Capitals. 
In what sense? That they're turning it on? Eight and four? We didn't even give them the time of day. Yeah. That's going to be a tough division because Jersey's not going anywhere. No. Once Jack Hughes is in the lineup, they've had a little hit. Even in the beginning of the season with Hughes, though, they didn't look... They That's look true. like they could skate. They're not as good defensively, I no. don't think. But, I mean, they can score. They're pretty good. With Washington, though, it could be an element of maybe rallying behind uh, losing Backstrom. I don't know. True. Yeah. True. I, I don't think We'll Carol- see if they can sustain it. Ca- uh, Carolina's not going nowhere. So, do you want to hear my theory about that? What? How long has Rod, Rod Brindamore been coached there for? A while. It's been a, it's a sixth season. Oh, bye. What's the Larry Bird rule? Six seasons. They well, don't the listen last, to you anymore. It was like three or four, wasn't it? They, they, yeah, they don't listen to you anymore. Because Jordan Stahl said something, too, where like the players haven't totally bought in. So uh, They've been playing but, better of late. Uh, yes, but I think this could be – I'm going to bet this is going to be Rod's last season in Carolina, unfortunately. I think he's going to land on his feet. I think oh, he's going to get another coaching job easy. But I think this is going to be the end of the road for Rod in Carolina, unfortunately. Well, I think uh, before we leave hockey really quickly, i got to say this. Um, I do have to give Batman credit on this. The uh, the hype on games in the states has been um, healthy, healthy, <laughs> healthy. Oh, fighting is healthy. Shut up, Batman. But in any event, um, the quality of the games has been much better. And if you were to watch a, like a, the average NHL game, you're is a, you'll it'll be more entertained than watching the average NBA game, which sure. we should just jump right into. Uh, no. Well, well, first wait, of all, one more thing for hockey. So, uh, obviously, there, the Adam Johnson incident we mentioned in England. Matt Pelgrave, who uh, you killed him, he is he got arrested. And well, was released on nobody's bail. releasing nobody's releasing details, but they had a long soliloquy on. I wish you got NHL Network, bro. No, I just, wish we had it here uh, in I'm Canada. Just, I'm, I watch it too much. It just stays on a screen. Anytime they turn it up, there is uh, nobody's saying it, but there's a lot of innuendo that this was a malicious intent, which yeah, blows I mean, my I, mind. I, 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 I didn't want to rewatch that video too much. But I don't want to watch it th- at all. There's been talk of a kicking motion in there. Uh, uh, it didn't look like that when I watched it, but I mean, like I, I again, like I didn't pay too much. There was history with these two in previous games. That's that's the that's the scuttlebutt. Nobody you don't you don't nobody, like to hear that. Nobody's saying it. it's all innuendo right now. Yeah. But whether as you like to say where there's smoke, that's fire. They wouldn't freaking just arrest this guy, or are they just making it so they're saying like overbearing? I can't see them doing this because a lot of guys get hit with skates and nobody gets charged. It's a dangerous game. But there's something funny about this issue, don't you think? Yeah, it certainly looks. I mean, if and a man lost his life. Yeah, that's the sad part. The man lost his life. Um, we'll keep our eye on that issue anyway. Absolutely. So you want to go right to our Saturday night picks? Oh, right, right. How can we do that? First of all, we have to realize that if you're gambling on hockey and you're coming to the house that happens, protect your mortgage. <laughs> Especially when it comes to my picks. I, I, wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, shit happens. So as we said last week, let's take a look at the scoreboard, Mr. Milani. Yes, I was... Four for 12. You were, I believe you were one. Six. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I took the half. So, no, you, you were seven. Seven oh, for seven. 12. Oh, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Okay. That's still nothing to write home about. I, I would have been a, I would have been a Snell. Listen, I would listen, have been a Snell pitcher listen, in 1994. Listen. Listen. That's all I have to say. Um, okay. So we'll move on to our picks this week. 
first of all, we got to, we're back in Sweden. Yes. For Minnesota versus Ottawa. I think Ottawa is going to be a little burnt out, oh. having to deal with that whole Leafs bullshit. So I'm taking Mini. I'm Should taking, be a good game. I'm taking Ottawa. Okay. Okay. This way. Uh, this is a game I really hated to pick. We have two uh, uh, strong team against a hot team, Vegas at Philly this afternoon. I took Vegas. I took Vegas too because I think Philly's pretenders. Too bad their goalie hasn't been holding up, right? Yeah, unfortunately. But Philly's hot, so yeah, it's a surprise. We'll see. And it's home, and I think it's an afternoon game, 4 o'clock, yeah. isn't it? Uh, earlier than that, I think. Either okay. way. Um, Chicago at Nashville. I took Nashville just because they're the home team. Me <laughs> Simple too. as Ex- that. Exactly. I'm doing it the same. We're, we're on a roll here. We're, we're, yeah, I'll take the Predators, too, who have been playing up and down hockey. Yeah. Looking good. Bad game good. So we'll see down the road. Uh, Edmonton at Tampa Bay. Maybe the game of the day. I'm looking the, forward yeah. to that one. Now, I just feel bad for the people at Edmonton who are just screwed for this one because they put it like an afternoon game in Tampa. <laughs> that, that, that always kind of rubs me the wrong way when you got a West Coast team visiting. Well, Tampa has got a little thing. So the game's at 1 o'clock too, right? Uh, or 2 o'clock. It's, 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 it's like mid-afternoon or something. ESPN 2 yeah. prime game. I'm taking, uh, I don't know. Oilers, I took Edmonton. Are you? I'm saying that. Uh, Tampa yeah. Bay has not been very uh, convincing lately. Sure, they had that win against Chicago, but like, come, uh, come on, on, Chicago. Come on, but they, uh, but they looked sketchy against Seattle the other night until they won. So I'm going to take the Bolts. Okay, you're taking Tampa Bay. Yep. And you're taking the Oilers, right? Yep. Montreal at Boston. I think Boston's going to be looking for a little bit of revenge Next. after losing in. Next. Who are you taking? I, I, I got amnesia. <laughs> God, I'm, no, I, I'm, I think the Bruins are going to win. They're, I, I'm scared of this game, bro. I am scared. After last week, yeah. you know, I, I am I think scared. you're going to see some fire in their eyes. Uh, Pittsburgh at Carolina. Pittsburgh all of a sudden looking kind of hot. I just mentioned how Carolina is maybe having some trouble buying in. I'm taking the Penguins. Can we give a big shout-out to Sidney Crosby, who continues to always. be a top-10 player maybe in the league? The guy's top-10 in scoring. He just doesn't stop. Always, Consummate always. Consummate professional. Big shout-out to Sidney Crosby from uh, Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, considering I'm a Scotian. I am taking – oh, we're it's Penguin Hurricanes? Yeah. I'm taking the Hurricanes only because they're at home. Okay. You're taking the Pens? I'm taking Pittsburgh. Okay. New York Islanders at the Calgary Flames. We just mentioned how awful the Islanders have been lately. Losers of seven in a row – Calgary, I mean, not the greatest either, but they're the home team. Take, give me Calgary. I'm taking the Isles to get off, to go on it, because they're going on a road trip for the bonding thing. Maybe this is what they need. Steal a game from the Flames on Saturday night. That game's on national TV, eh? Oh, is it? In the I States? No, here. Oh, here, yeah. yeah. I think it is. Okay. Oh, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Um, New York Rangers at the New Jersey Devils. Game Rangers, of the day. Rangers just keep going, going, oh. going. Uh, I believe Jonathan Quick is expected to start tonight. He's been money for the Rangers. New Jersey looks like they're kind of floundering in the water a little bit, trying to find their way. Give me the Rangers. I'm taking the Devils. I think Ooh. they're going to try to right the ship at home because they can't let the Rangers run away like that. Rangers playing great hockey, though. Yeah. Like both, both ends of the rink, good, good, very good. One of the best teams in the league, top five easily. Arizona at Winnipeg. Uh, Arizona's kind of been win-loss, win-loss team. Uh, if you look at the pattern, they're ready for a loss. Give me Winnipeg at home. All day the Jets, and they're going to be pumped because of Winnipeg going to the Grey Cup. Yep. Uh, Columbus at Washington. Columbus, another team that's just streaking in the wrong direction. And Washington looking pretty hot there. Give me the Capitals. I'm taking Columbus because I think that Washington's probably going to be full of themselves and get snuck up and get beat. Okay, so I'm taking Columbus. 
I should also mention that uh, Line A and Huberto were both benched in the third period. Columbus's I know. Last game. I know. Let's go. That's big money on the bench. Yep. But Lionel's always been a head case. Colorado at Dallas. Colorado has been one of those weird teams where they'll smoke teams and then get smoked. I have a feeling they're getting smoked by Dallas tonight. Give me the stars. I'm taking the stars too, especially at home. That's there's a couple of huge games today. I that, this could be the a biggest lot of good game. Games. Yeah. Uh, Seattle at Vancouver. I'm taking the Canucks. Easy. All day. I think this is going to be like a six-one game. Uh, Quinn Hughes is going to score four points again, and they're going to look like it's freaking playing against an exhibition team. They're too good. Uh, and last but not least, St. Louis at the LA Kings. St. Louis, another one of those teams where they're kind of a win one, lose one kind of team. Uh, give me the Kings at home. Kings have been home a couple of days, so I think that they're going to be comfortable, and they can't um, because they got Vancouver in front of them and Vegas. I don't think they want to get too far behind. They've got two games in hand, and they're only four points behind, so if they can make up these points, they're right in the hunt. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take the Kings all day. And that does it for our hockey picks. Which means we're going to go to the other sport that's supposed to be so valuable in Toronto, and that is the NBA. Now, I've been talking to you offline, and you know what my new belief, what the NBA stands for, correct? Nothing but assholes, I I believe. That's where I'm going to go, and I'm not going to be... Anybody give me the pushback in the league? Okay. Let's just talk about some of the most ridiculous things I've seen in the NBA just in the last week. Okay. The great Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Screw them. Number one, you're behind. Anybody shooting in the shot clock early drives me nuts. When you go for a three for 40 shooting threes, four for tw- 31 shooting threes, why don't you go inside? Why don't you go inside? <laughs> so every team does this. Now, we had a great comeback against Washington this week, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm just saying that the quality of play is outrageous. Like, is this like, okay, it's a make or break league. A make or miss. Make or miss league. league. Okay, I get that. But if you look at the top teams that are winning right now, they're going into the paint. Boston's going into the paint. Um, Milwaukee's going into the paint, even though they haven't got their act together so far. But what I'm getting at is that this three-point stuff is getting out of hand for me. Absolutely out of hand. Like It's a problem. it's, It's unwatchable at times. Guys are just going down there, and all they're doing is building a foundation because they got so many bricks. It's driving me nuts. The other night, like when Toronto came back with the 16-1 run and the 23-2 run to beat Washington, it was up by that many points. Do you know that Washington came down on six possessions and, and fired up a three um, with at least 15 seconds left on the shot clock? Ugh. They just, they just handed themselves their own loss there. I don't Thank feel bad. Thank you very much. Um, uh, we should bring up for a second here, um, before we get too crazy, the other stupid thing I've seen is that in the NBA, it's all about um, dissing each other and all that brother nonsense. How did they throw out Antropuco the other night for the second tech? In the first quarter. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just for looking. For looking, yeah, all <laughs> growling at each other. The guy goes, no, this isn't... This isn't uh, Precious Achieva from the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, the Toronto Raptors. This is one of the top five players in the NBA. These people are paying on an average 150 bucks a ticket, and you take the freaking box office out of the game? No, Insane! That's, that's, yeah, it's, that's un- unforgivable. Now, the other elephant in the room, and I'm so happy that we get to bring this up because everybody knows he made our top five bitches of the year in the NBA. 
Draymond Green getting five games is deserved. Did you see what he did oh, in that 100%. game? Now, I heard a lot of people say, oh, maybe he'll get one or two or three, whatever. No, 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 no. This guy's like a long history. He's worse than Marshawn as, a, as yeah. a scummy guy. You know what I mean? And, like, if you could pull your player back. But he was putting a chokehold on Gobert. Now, I don't know what Clay Thomas and McDaniels, Thompson. Were, Thompson and McDaniels are doing. You know, this was one minute and 42 seconds into the game. Yes. And yes. meanwhile, I'm the guy that I was out for dinner with, uh, with my girls, and I happened to uh, have it on PVR. So, I, as you know, I'm the Rewind King. Yep. I watched live action six or seven times, and I still can't. I watched it from the beginning to see if these guys were doing anything to each other before or something mm. was going on. No. And I went, and, and, they, and I've heard everybody say that Clay is one of the most mild-mannered, polite players in the NBA due to the upbringing of his father, who did play in the NBA, right, so to right. speak. But for Draymond to come in and do this. Asshole. Thank you. Living up to the nothing but assholes, Monica. Thank you very much. That's five games that he got. I hope it's ten. And if the Warriors <laughs> fall off the cliff, that doesn't bother me one damn bit. Okay? Because the reason being is that um, we have to talk for a second about the ridiculousness of these floors that they're oh. putting down for the in-season tournament. What so, do you think of the in-season tournament? So, I mean, I don't mind the in-season tournament. I think it's a way to kind of boost excitement a little bit in these early games. I mean, we all think the Final Four going to Vegas is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I won't get my final grade until we see how this one's done. I mean, I'm sure there could be, like, uh, some tweaks made to the format, of course. Well, but. they're saying that already, but it is a coincidence. That's well, the, the first time, right? So. Oh, okay. So here's how I look at it, that, that it gets interesting, okay? Let's look at our good friends here. Where are they at? Oh, I can't find it. Where's the Western Conference? Let's look at our good friends here, the L.A. Lakers, who are 7-6. and six. Sure. Okay? Middle of the road, doing nothing. But in the in-season tournament, they're 3-0. and oh, With a press differential of about 30. So it's going to be your record and the plus differential. Yeah. Who do you think they want to have in Vegas as those final four teams? Just off the top of your head, what four teams do they want there? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I wonder. I, you know what? I, Toronto Raptors? Nah. Uh, OKC? Nah. They want LA Lakers. They want Boston Celtics. They want the Philadelphia 76ers. And they want the Denver Nuggets because they're the champions. Even yep. though Denver lost a tough game last night to, um, oh, uh, who did they lose to? What a great game. I'm losing my mind. I watched the whole game. The Pelicans. They lost to the Pelicans. A lot of good games on last night, too. Yes. There yes. was a lot of good games on. So, first of all, another, can I bring up our other bitch of the year, Luka Doncic. Did you see him bitch about the whole game? Now, I do understand when you do look at the floor and you got to dribble the ball and you got to look around that there's uh, sometimes your perception on the floor because they talk about that when the kids go in the college basketball and then they play in arena. So that that perception looks yeah. a little bit different. Okay, I'm going to give you that. So why put the floors down? They look horrible. Remember what you said? You weren't just one. There was two teams that screwed up the third three-point line so that they couldn't use it. Now. Well, last night, too, during the Raptors game, I believe uh, Brown was saying that uh, he was criticizing the floor. I thought the Raptors one looks a little bit different, but it was Drake-centric. The whole thing was Drake-centric. <laughs> oh, that can go out the door, in my opinion. Well, we're talking about those themed jerseys yeah. again. Where did that come from? 
Uh, anyways, though, I have a story about these uh, about the floors. So I was at uh, Moxie's last night by the airport. They had okay. they had, whatever since it was an in season tournament. Like basically, all the TVs were on basketball last night, right? Moxie's by the airport. How come I don't go there? I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check it out. <laughs> it's a nice little spot. Okay. Um, but so uh, I was there with the date, and she was saying like, "Oh, that TV looks like the colors are off." I'm like, "No, it's just the NBA mid season tournament. The floors are gone." Lo and behold, the, the color on the TV was off, and I just couldn't figure it out because the because I'm like, oh, it looks so garish and whatever. Anyways, uh, right? Ah, uh, <laughs> so some of them look. I couldn't tell. Uh, well, that's that, don't be mistaken. That's that bad. It is that bad. We you know, like some of them, and people aren't ta- are, aren't. Oh, uh, the it. New Orleans one was terrible. The, oh. the Clippers one is oh, terrible. Oh, just awful. I thought the Raptors one of all of them, and I don't like the Raptors one, but it is one of the better ones there. It's fine, I guess. <laughs> well, if you want to go that, and you know what, when the Clippers play and the Lakers claim play, they adjust it a little bit differently just for the team. What do you mean? Like they, so they have the, they, it'll be dominantly Lakers, and the next time it's dominantly Clippers. So the middle part they got to change because they're both playing in the same arena. Oh, so the Lakers one is baby blue as well? No, but it's no because that they have they're, they're, they look the same, but they're not. I mean, how many floors are you going to make for one arena? Well, if they're different teams, I mean, they do that anyways. Okay, but I mean now, that comes with uh, sharing a stadium. Well, or, I guess that just tells you how rich these leagues are if they can afford three floors. Well, it's the team the that's they paying they for it, I assume. Whatever, and I think that the five hundred thousand dollars. Is got guys because I hear about interviews. All the guys seem to like it. You win, yeah. you, you win five hundred thousand dollars in Vegas. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and those four games don't count against the standings, by the way. So people, the final four, yes, the final four yeah. should go that. But anyways, I'm going to continue on my thing. NBA, nothing but assholes. Because I want to see this. Uh, the, the stop. I am. I'm a big shout out to Shea and OKC. They're the real deal. Yep. Uh, Houston lost last night. Um, by a hair to uh, to the Clippers. What a great game. And I'm sticking to my guns that the Houston Rockets, which I said at the beginning of the year, will be the surprise team of the NBA. And if you don't think that Fred Van Fleet is the four leader that all these years we've seen in Toronto, hey, Toronto Raptor fans who are glad to see him leave town, go watch Fred play, Fred play in Houston. What is their record? Let's check the Rockets. They're comfortable. Six and four, six and one at home. Yep. Van Fleet scored 24, I think, last night in a losing effort. Yep. He stole the game before. Dylan Brooks has just been a Tasmanian devil. And what people feel, fail to realize with Jabari Smith Jr. and that Jalen Green, Houston has drafted very, very well. Yes, they have. And they've got the adulteress running the team, who's a very good coach. Look out for Houston. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish he was here. You know, I wish he was our coach, but oh, I do too. But he didn't want to come to Toronto. We know. Yeah, Udoko's a very, very good coach. Obviously, it's there. Anything else you want to bring up about the NBA before we move uh, on? I think that's about it. Okay, now let's get to the thing. We're running a little late again because my mouth runs too much. But let's just talk about the monolith, the NFL. Want to get right into our power rankings? Sure. All right, at number five, I'm keeping the Baltimore Ravens there. Okay. Number four, your Detroit Lions. Thank you very much. Number three, coming off a of bye week, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Number two, they're back in the win column, baby. I called them to win the Super Bowl. Give me the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. And number one, the KC Chiefs. Wow. Okay. Keeping them at number one. Okay. Guess what? We got all the same teams. Oh. Okay. We just got them in different order. Okay. I'm not saying, because I seen my Detroit Lions last week against the San Diego Chargers, I mean the L.A. Chargers, which is one of the great games 
of the weekend. Yes, it was. I lost about two days off my life. There was nothing in my hands. I locked my dog in another room. And when we were going for fourth down on that play, I just said, I'm going to order a Detroit Lions jersey with Campbell's numbers on it. And I'm going to have it by Christmas. By the way, the picture you posted on Facebook of that lion with just the fucking jacked muscles and whatever, that was Dan Campbell personified. Oh, that no picture. kidding. That's I why that I, found, I found that off a lion site. I had to put yeah. it up after that game. I'm getting that on a t-shirt. That's coming to a t-shirt. That's you badass. Isn't it, though? It's just so freaking cool. The lions are great. But I got lions at number five. I've got the Ravens at number four. I've got the 49ers at number three. Okay. I got the Chiefs at number two, and I can't Ooh. deny the eight and one, nine eight and one Eagles who are playing a huge game on Monday night, which is the Super Bowl uh, match. So the winner of that game will probably be the number one on my power rankings next next week. Yes, uh, probably same the same the same for me as well. Uh, but I mean, this week, I mean, the primetime games this week have all been like. Pretty like marquee. I mean, the Thursday First night game. First time in a while. Thursday night game didn't quite live up to the hype, obviously, given that uh, Joe Burrow, he's done for the season now. That is just so, horrible. Yeah, like Cincinnati was kind of like on the borderline of my uh, power rankings, but after that, I can't see them making it back in, unfortunately. Well, uh, we got to see who's playing quarterback because we're talking about Josh Dobbs in Minnesota. Oh, come on. You're talking about replacing Joe Burrow. He's an elite quarterback. Okay, was Kirk Cousins top 10? What? Is top, Kirk Cousins a top 10 quarterback? Uh, when he went down, he was having a better season than Burrow, but there was circumstances well, for yeah, that. Oh, yeah, exactly. So Dobbs has stepped in. It's just next man up. Isn't that the, the way it's supposed to be? Easier said than done. I agree. We're replacing elite quarterbacks. I'm still going to say this. That NFC, AFC North and Deshaun Watson is gone for the year. Yep. So that really hurts that division, which everybody knows is the most... Uh, it's the best division in football. The, the best division in football. So there's, there's going to be some issues going on there no matter what. Now, do we have a little bit of a fraud situation when you see the AFC South? I, well, we were saying Jacksonville all the way. They got their lunch money stolen. They took their weed and borrowed their car when San Francisco went into Jacksonville last week. Like, that's just shit. Maybe Jacksonville... They're a good team. They are. But maybe Houston's a team that they got to worry about because is C.J. Stroud in the conversation for MVP? He has to be. MVP already? MVP, he has okay. to be. If you're looking at I mean, everyone says he's a rookie. Nobody's run rookie of the year in the NFL since Jim Brown. Okay. What do you mean? Like rookie of the year and MVP, you're saying? Yeah, no okay. Yeah, no, no rookie has won MVP oh, oh, since I see, I see Jim Brown. And that was, I think, before I was born. So that, yeah, Jim that Brown, that's, that's 50s. <laughs> okay, so we're going a long time ago. So as we look across this week, we've got some very interesting games. I would say keep your eyes on this AFC South, which was supposed to be a weak division. That's not quite as weak as we thought because everybody's playing hard. And now look what their quarterbacks in the future are going to be in that division. They're going to have um, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. They're going to have C.J. Stroud. This kid... Um, Will Levi in, uh, in Tennessee a, is the yeah. real deal. The Colts got to well, find themselves a quarterback. Well, I mean, they have a young quarterback. The problem is. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, in Tennessee, I mean, like, the kid might be good, but that team has so many problems. I can't see them getting out of this. But their defense the isn't too bad. It's just that they leave them out on the, on the, on the floor too much. You their know offense I mean? has been garbage, though. Well, it's gotten better. They've learned how to use D. Hopkins there. You know what I mean? Sure. I thought it was. They've still lost two in a row. 
and and sinking, so to speak. But if you look one and at, four in their last five as well. So. Well, let's look at it this way. There was some crazy. Even though uh, Baltimore righted the ship, and um, Joe Burrow, big shout out to you. We hope you come back right away. Uh, as soon as possible but let's just say another little aspect we we're always talking on this show about how gambling has affected everything in sports by the way before we get to gambling i i need to make you eat your words about cj stroud why is that what'd you say in the beginning of the season oh i never heard of a quarterback coming from ohio, ohio state. state i i that, that he is he's the exception and i hate ohio state that's why i didn't even look at the guy i still have trouble looking at him you know what i mean but the guy's the real deal. He throws rockets. He's got receivers. He's got a running back. And Carolina wish they drafted him. Well, that's the case maybe, but Carolina's down the road and just think they've already given up their draft picks to Chicago, which is a real mess. Yep. You know, but there was some surprises last week. Like, let's not count out the Minnesota Vikings because I'm getting nervous because we got to play them two times, and we're the Lions, and we do anything Vikings crazy. Vikings winner five in a row. Hottest team in the NFL, and this Dobbs guy who's come from the uh, from Cardinals. Na- NASA. He's a rocket scientist. Straight in the lineup. I think the Steelers are something to be reckoned with because they just find ways to win. It's so weird. Where is even my- though the Steelers, even though they get like outgained every game, every <laughs> game this year, and they won. Uh, big shout out to Mike Tomlin. That's a lot to do with coaching. My question is defense. My question is, what's wrong with the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I'll take it. I mean, the dig situation, I hear it's getting worse there. By the second. So what is that one guy can destroy A lot of Bills fans don't want to admit that, but. Well, you have to admit it, especially with his brother tweeting out all that stuff. Something's going on in the dressing room. They fire the offensive coordinator. Maybe that'll put a spark underneath him. Everyone blamed Josh Allen last week. He had one bad interception, but the other one that went through uh, um, Gabe Davis's hands. What are you going to do? No, I can't blame him on that one. Just the same as last week. Cincinnati should have won the game. How many times is Boyd going to drop that ball in the inter- in the end zone? Oh. That was game over right there. That, yeah, that killed him. You know what I mean? And that, that, that affected a lot of the gambling last week. But the most interesting thing I want to bring up about gambling is, did Joe Burrow have the injury before the game? There's an I, investigation. It certainly sounded like, like that. Okay, but he threw the ball. Everything was okay. Well, I know a lot of people were pissed because that wasn't even on the injury report. Well, that's what they're trying to it's, say, that he wasn't injured, but they got the, the, the camera zooming in on his wrist as he's coming in. the What's that on his wrist? Yeah, so I don't know if he was, like, hiding it or what, but, like, the, I know the NFL, they're, like, crazy with, like, their injury reports, right? Like Doubtful, questionable, yeah, maybe. I think Luke Wilson sorted. was saying that, like, his injury report over his career is 10,000 pages. No wow. lie. Yeah. That's, wow. that's how serious they are about that. There. Oh, no, you have to yeah. be because the, the, the element of gambling has changed everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, okay, there's Thursday night. There was a lot of money on that game. That's the biggest probably, probably one of the bigger games on Thursday night of the year. Yes. From two teams from the best division in football. Didn't even have to be flexed in there. It was just no, that scheduled that there. way. Thank you very much. And what ends up happening? Burrow comes in injured and they don't know. That, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say that's billions of dollars. Oh, easy. Billions easy. of dollars easy, going easy. on. Um, in any event, as we're getting there, and this is the halfway point of the season, we got to give Miami Dolphins their cred because they're leading the worst division in football, in my <laughs> opinion, including your Patriots, who just look I pathetic. thought this was going to be a lot stronger AFC East, but then no. again, they do have the toughest schedule. No, they all do. I'm going to say that, and that's why Buffalo's in trouble. Their schedule going down the... the, the oh, it's not easy I, Unless they suddenly rise up and do something. So I'm not even... There's only, As we speak, the AFC is going to probably only have one team come out of it. AFC East. AFC yeah. East. Suddenly, the Raiders are five and five 
Suddenly, I'm still not believing in them. No, I'm not, but anything can happen. The Chargers we can't count out, and suddenly the Denver Broncos, the laughingstock of the NFL, is suddenly four or five, and they got a chance to win this week. Winners of three in a row as well. Three in a row. So Ever since that uh, drubbing to the Miami Miami Dolphins, they've been... They've been starting to look like a better ball club. I'll give them that. I got to give Tony Kornheiser, my favorite guy on TV, went on stage and didn't apologize because he ripped the Denver Broncos and the organization and Russ and Sean Payton so badly it was ridiculous. And he came back on. He says, okay, if you're an honest reporter, you got to come back and look at the facts. And he goes, I'm going to give Denver some credit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, Wes, what about the Dallas Cowboys? Can we not talk about them? Good. We're done. <laughs> done. I'm sick of the Cowboys. You know why? Why do we got to know what time the Dallas Cowboys walk their dogs? Why do we got to know that the Dallas Cowboys' wife has a new haircut? Okay, that's enough about the Cowboys. Screw them. Um, I think the Seahawks are still something to be reckoned with. Because I think that everyone said the AFC was so much greater than the AFC. I'm starting to think it's a little bit more balanced now. Because the Seahawks are a serious team, Okay. The Vikings are the hottest team in the in the league. Hands down. Hands down. And suddenly, the NFC South looks just as bad as the worst <laughs> division in football. I'd say that's too. actually the worst worse than the AFC East because at least like yes. the Dolphins has a plus they have a plus five hundred record. The Saints are leading that division of just just five and five. And I thought they so. Would, it might be a like a nine, maybe even an eight win team making the playoffs from that division. I picked I picked Atlanta to win that division, and they have enough. Uh, they don't know how to use uh, Robinson. No, and not only that, their defense is good, but they leave. It's all acumen in football. If you leave um, everybody on the, the v- defense on the field for too long, you're going to have issues. You know sure. what I mean? So, any event, we're trying to keep this down to a 90-minute show, and we're getting about eight minutes over. But I think we were very informative today, and we didn't have any distractions from people that wanted to talk about uh, um, Syllaps and uh, Warren Moon and uh, uh, Gordy Howe. No disrespect. Sorry the fans had to go through that. So really quickly, I think that we should do that. Stop talking about football, but we'd be remiss if we didn't go through our picks. Yes, so a few of the lines have moved already this okay, morning. wait a second. Wait a second. These people might be betting their mortgages on these. That, what the house that happens has to say. So, Mr. Milani, how did you do last week? My count says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Out of the 13 games, you are a winner. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Where now we both lost on the Bengals. We both lost on the Seahawks. They didn't cover. I have seven. No, I got seven games right. I thought, I thought you had eight. No, we both got seven. One. Okay. Colts won. Yeah. Vikings won. Steelers won. That's three. San Francisco. I didn't four. pick the Vikings. Okay, I picked the Vikings. Yep. So that's one, two, three, four. I took San Francisco's five. Yep. The Cardinals. Yeah. I picked six. The Lions seven. The Cowboys eight and the Raiders Oh no, we nine. both got it. Why didn't? Yeah. yeah, okay, so we both got eight then. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't bold that. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, let me just fix one thing here because the line moved for the Browns game again. This Browns line keeps moving. Because something's going on that we don't know. Can I shout out this again one more time? And I'm going to do it. I've been telling everybody, and I'm not taking my advice. Bet the unders. Especially this season. Okay, so let's just take a real quick look here from last week. We'll do it really, really quick just to verify what we're doing. If you look at it, Colts, Patriots, under. Bengals, Texans, under. Saints, Vikings, under. Packers, Steelers, under. Titans, Bucks, I think it was 
a push or a give or take. I don't know. But yeah, because they just forty. Oh, actually, so we, we mentioned Detroit last week. Detroit was a push, so neither of us got that win. So we are seven for 13, seven, eight. I thought Detroit was three and a half on my line. We we said at three on the okay, show last see, week. Okay, see, so then that's a loss. Yeah. Okay, I did well, not Well, it's a push, know. so a it's, push. A, it's, it's like it did never happen. It never happened. Yeah, because I'm, on, on the pool I had, I had three and a half, which was even better. Okay, so that, get, get it there. Okay, Giants, Cowboys. Even though they scored all those points, it was under because the points was 42. And what was the score? 38-3 or something? No, no, it was more than that. No, what did Dallas win by? 38-something. But it was like one point under because the Giants didn't do anything. Dallas won 49-17. Okay, so, so that, that was over. Were, okay. Washington and Seattle was over Yeah. by a point uh, or by two points. The Jets Raiders was that under. That had to be under. And Broncos and Bills was under. So it's a lot of unders. Okay, so now let's go to uh, our picks of the week, and then we can get out of here. Okay. So, first off, we have uh, just a spread that I fucking hate. Dallas at Carolina. Dallas favored by 10.5 on the road. I believe that the Dallas Cowboys, and I don't care what kind of cars they drive, what stadium they play in, and who's giving them fellatio, uh, i still going to pick them. I think that line's a little too big. Uh, Dallas has not been the great have road team. Have you seen Panthers? Oh, it doesn't matter. They're going to destroy. Okay, you take you take. I'm going to take Carolina. Okay, I'll bet you a beer or not, and okay. I'll take the points. I'll bet you that. Okay, I'll give you this much. I'll give you a dozen. Ten and a half, I'll give <laughs> oh you a dozen. God. I'm giving you a dozen. You heard it Oh, here my first. God. Okay. D- don't insult me. I'm giving you a dozen. Uh, I'm Pittsburgh, nice like that. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. This one, the line was at one and a half last night for Cleveland. The line shifted over to two and a half now for Cleveland. Uh, I don't like them without Deshaun Watson, despite him not being that great. Give me the Steelers. Okay, you're taking the Steelers? I'm taking the Steelers. Bet this game under, people. The over-under is only 33. Okay? I got a funny feeling that the Browns are going to figure this out because they're at home. So I'm taking the Browns. Uh Chicago at Detroit. Detroit favored by 7.5. Stop it. I don't know how the line's that low. Thank you. Because it's Chicago, and you know what it is? Fields is starting, and we are terrible against running quarterbacks. And just anybody out there, if you want to have a sleeper, like we might beat them like uh, 35, 28, and it'll be like uh, we'll miss by half a point or something. Right. I'm scared of that. Our secondary is horrible. I have DJ Moore on one of my fantasy teams, so I'm hoping he can kind of take advantage of your secondary. There you go. Either way. It might be a good idea. (laughs) L.A. Chargers at the Green Bay Packers. Chargers favored by three on the road. Give me the home dog. I'll take the Packers. I'm taking the Chargers all day. I think they're going to make a surge. You've been picking the Packers a lot lately. They haven't been doing anything for you, by the way. No, they haven't. Cards at Texas. Uh, Texas by yes. five. Texas by six I have at. Okay, what do you like? Uh, I'm going to take Houston. Okay, you're going to take the Texans, but guess what? You're taking Arizona? All day because Kyler Murray is from Texas, and he's got a winning record in Texas when he plays teams or he covers the spread. Okay, So okay. I'm taking based on a very, like, that's like uh, the genie jumping out of the bottle in my dream. By the way, only, oh, sorry, finish. No, 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 good, I'm done. No, I was just going to say, uh, only two home dogs this weekend, by the way. And okay. I took both of because them. Because the home teams have been winning a lot. Yeah. The low unders and homers have been winning. I think that's how I bet my, my parlay. Titans and the Jags. Jacksonville favored by six and a half. That one moved down a little bit. Give me Jacksonville. Oh, I'm so scared of this game because I like the Titans defense. I think Jacksonville is going to be really pissed off about that they, game last weekend. I'm taking home the game Jags. against the division team. Got to win it. And they got Houston breathing down their neck. They can't yep. afford to lose. 
What's next? Uh, Vegas at Miami. Miami fam- favored by almost two touchdowns. It's a 13-and-a-half-point spread. The Raiders got a different kind of vibe. I don't think they're going to win, but it's going to be a dogfight. I'm taking Raiders taking in the points. I'm taking or- Miami. Okay. Uh, New York Giants at the Washington Redskins. Ah, come on. Or at Washington Commanders. Little slip on. there. Come on. Uh, Commanders favored by eight and a half at home. Now, this is one you talked about uh, the over-under. It's a low over-under. Washington favored by eight and a half. That doesn't add up to me. I think Giants keep it close. Not a chance. Not a chance. I think the Commanders are going to win by 15 because Sam Howell's been a hot quarterback. He's got big numbers. He's top 10 in, co- in passing rating. I eh? see, I've seen that. Yeah, I've he, seen he's that. pretty good, and I think the Giants just can't score. The Washington has a modicum of defense, and they're tough against Washington the hasn't been exactly going crazy scoring points either, though. But against shit teams, they've done well. You, okay, okay. you take, okay, you're taking you're – taking, uh, I, I, I don't think the Giants win, but I think they keep it close. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> okay, next. Okay. You've got an interesting game here. Tampa Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by 12 at home. I hate the spread as well, but I'm still going to go with San Francisco. I'm taking San Fran easy, and as a matter of fact, I might take one of those ones where they win by 15. Okay. They're going to kill Baker Mayfield. You have a little rivalry between uh, Tampa Bosa. Tampa Bay's defense, though. Don't you think they can keep it close? No, San Francisco at home. No, okay. Everybody's back. Trent Williams is playing. They're going to crush uh Baker Mayfield, so the defense is going to be on the field all day. Okay. That's how I look at it. New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Bills favored by seven. I'm taking the Bills. All day. I think they're going to win by 15. they got to take it out on somebody, and they lost that first game of the year. Yep. If they lose today, their, season, their, their season's on freaking life support now. If they don't win tomorrow, oh, they're done. look for a draft choice. Uh, Seattle at the L.A. Rams. Rams favored by one at home. This is an interesting one because yes. the Rams won in Seattle earlier this year, and those two tend to split those series. But Stafford is starting. And they're coming off a of bye week, are they not? Yes, they I'm taking are. the Rams. I'm taking the Rams, too. Seattle's a funny team. Every time you think they're going to be great, they lose. And look at last week. They nearly puked the game up. Yep. They cost me money on my pro line. I had a five-teamer. I just needed Seattle. And Shit. they, 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 they <laughs> back to her cover. I said, ah, it's killing me. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota, this is the Sunday nighter, Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by two and a half. Give me the Broncos. Okay. This is the most interesting game of the week in this respect. If a couple of teams lose and the Broncos win, then uh, they're suddenly in the, st- they be in the playoff race. You got to give it to them. However, the Vikings know that they can't lose anymore because they think they're going to chase the Lions. So they put the pressure on. I believe that the Vikings are going to... They got a mojo. Justin Jefferson's back. And the Vikings have been a very good road team this year. Very good. So I'm, I, I think that, that Broncos after... They shouldn't have beat Buffalo. Come on. Buffalo airmailed that win. Yeah, Even though Russ has played better ball. And Russ the Bron- had a very good season, low-key. Okay, but here's the other thing we got to remember. Since that 70-point game against Miami... The Broncos have given up the least amount of points of any team in the league. That's yes, an interesting have. stat, but I still think the Vikings are going to do it. You're taking Minnesota. All day. Now we got the coup de grace on Monday night. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles will be visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored by two and a half. Give me the home team. I'm taking the Chiefs all day. Okay. Good luck on your picks this weekend. Good. Same to you, sir. Um, good luck on your fantasy team. I'm 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 the last place. I'm the last playoff team right now. I need a win this week. <laughs> if I don't win, I'll be out of the playoffs. Oh, I'm I've been falling back in one of my leagues too. The other one, I'm still in first place despite uh, a little losing skid that I'm on. But 
Before we go, like I'm going to make the playoffs. Before I go, uh, Mr. Milani Incorporated here put out a very, very important note. And I'm going to end it on this way. I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Um, Hall of Fame, theme nights, bad refereeing, and all the other things that infuriate us about sports. But I think the most important thing is there's one million podcasts out there with one million opinions and um, deviations on what we believe in. But I really enjoy what I'm doing with my partner across the table, even though he's wearing that ugly Toronto Maple Leaf shirt. Hey, you got some shit on your shirt yourself. Whatever. I, it's, it's, I'm a disciple. My point <laughs> being is this, is that I think it's about time that we take time to say thank you to each and every person that takes a little time out of their day to go to the house that happens, presses play, and we hope in some small way that we can be informative, but not only that, put a smile on your face. Yeah, there really is no house that happens without you, you listeners, so we really appreciate and love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Please give us a like, and if you, and I, I know I've been hearing from some Write of some you. Write some comments. Yes, um, Mr. Milani, I know that these people have had some comments about me. Tell them they know where to find me. <laughs> and I just want to say to my bros that have had some stuff to say, let Andrew know too, because my buddies, they don't do anything with the, not the greatest social media people, but Andrew, to your credit, they all think that you're great. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I also wanted to shout out... Uh, Rest in peace for Roman Chekmanic. He oh, lost his yes. life this week. A former Philadelphia Flyers goaltender. Very, very sad. Uh, Taken too young. Okay, before I go, I've got a little bit of a sad note. Once upon a time, I worked with a friend of mine. We were together, and somehow I turned him on to go into rock concerts, and he came with me incessantly. In the last few years, he's moved up to Owen Sound, and he had a horrible, horrible battle with cancer, which he just lost on Thursday. So can I give a big shout-out to a great friend of mine, um, Colin Windover, and uh, condolences to his wife, Brian. Exactly. In any event, um, I'm going to get out of here right now because I want to go see the Michigan Wolverines, sodomize Maryland, the stupidest thing they did in the Big Ten with suspending Harbaugh and then saying the game is over. Like, then he can come back and everything's done. <laughs> I'm a Michigan guy, and this is the weirdest decision I've ever seen in the history of sports. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, next show. How about that? We certainly will. And in any event, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. Thanks for listening to The House That Happens. And you know when we're here, you know what we do? We keep, we keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.